1: The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Hey people, Steve Bloom here. You know, your friendly neighborhood psycho voice monkey. You're listening to the Nerdy Show. Stay tuned. Tell a friend they need people to listen, or they'll close down. And I will personally come to your house and take your daughter. Welcome to State of the Empire, Nerdy Show's Star Wars speculation podcast, where we look for news in Alderaan places. Hi, I'm Cap. Hey, I'm Doug. Hey, I'm Matt. And with us is a very special guest, A man who hasn't been on a Nerdy Show episode since maybe about 2012 during our E3 coverage. It's Matthew Rex. Ah, Infamous return. (laughs) Long overdue. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Pleasure. Okay, so guys... This recording might sound weird because we're recording on a pool table in a semi-abandoned house in Los Angeles. <laughs> because we're on the road, because we are in California, because we went to Star Wars Celebration, and it was easily the biggest single event in Star Wars history outside of the films being released. It was huge. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's just nothing like what's happened today. We're, we're at a very... Dramatic time in Star Wars history, and there's so much happening. It was the biggest attended celebration ever. We saw a new trailer, a very, <laughs> way more revealing trailer for episode 7. Uh, we saw a teaser trailer for Star Wars, uh, the first Star Wars anthology film, which is what the spin-offs are being called Rogue One. And uh, we saw, man, a bunch about Star Wars Rebels, including the entire double-length season premiere for Season 2, which doesn't come out until the summer. That, in in addition to all the crazy panels that we saw, we got a lot to talk about, and we're going to try to talk about it as quickly as possible. And we're recording this on Sunday, which means there's no time to edit, so... uh, don't be surprised if this sounds a little bit more raw than normal. Because we we want to get this out yeah, to you. Yeah,
2: as fast as possible. I'll try and not say anything too offensive.
1: No, Matt, this is this is Nerdy oh, Show. Man. Drop it. Drop as many F-bombs as Gareth Edwards. Oh, that's not... So at least one.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it's funny. It's what I kept thinking to myself. Like, every time we got out of something at this show was, holy shit, this is the best time to be a Star Wars fan ever. Like, I can't remember a more <laughs> dense... I,
4: while I agree with, like, potentially agree with you on that, do you really think it's necessarily bigger than the initial prequel announcement? Because that brought that's to, true. Like, that I mean, that was the first actually, like, the world is actually back open. But I think, I think that
2: while that is true, I think this is the first time a we have like original trilogy characters back at the fray, which is huge because. When the prequels were announced, it was like, the universe you know and love, but way before you cared. And it's kind (laughs) of like, which is kind of cool, but now it's like, the universe you know and love, the characters you know and love, oh, and we're making other movies that are their own things, oh, and we have cartoons, oh, and we have comic books, oh, and it's a shared universe now in like a real new rebooted way. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I think what we could end up seeing is a fervor greater than the prequels, because now we have more generations of fans... Interested in the films, and a lot of people. I mean, when we, we started the State of the Empire because we were disenfranchised Star Wars fans who, for the first time in a long time, saw a glimmer of hope that there could be something more a new hope, a new hope, <laughs> which is actually what our first episode was called.
4: So. I was
1: telling my mom,
2: I don't think movie theaters will be ready for this Christmas release. It's gonna be madness. I mean, Christmas releases already are. Yeah, so that's mean, what I mean. Christmas
4: Day is the, most, the busiest day of the year for, for movies, and I mean, it's gonna be
2: episode one
5: again, basically. I, uh, All I can think worse. of is
4: that the release schedule for movies is everything Marvel
5: layer on top of that everything Star Wars, and Disney is an evil genius. Like yeah. it is, it. it I, I don't. I can't think of another movie producing company in history that has this many almost guaranteed hits lined up, let alone in one year, but over the course of like the next ten no, that's years. That's why
1: Sony's freaking out so bad. Yeah. By, by the way, can I just point out that this is the first State of the Empire we've ever recorded with myself, Doug, and Matt in the same room? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. nice. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. occasion. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, in some ways, it makes me not want to have... Uh, me here? You are sort of ruining it, but it's okay. <laughs> Confusing everyone.
2: And I just want to make a note, uh, as far as any other movie studio, I think uh, Vivid. Entertainment,
5: just be a, <laughs> a run for their money for blockbuster. Are you suggesting that every Vivid movie is in a shared universe? Yeah, it is. I, I don't, I don't know. What <laughs> I, that, I've well, seen those dicks, those so same it, dicks it, in every Wait, wait, that, what, is what, that Marvel <laughs> Universe Six Nine or yeah, something? Like that? Yeah.
1: <laughs> is, is Vivid one of the porn parody companies? I'm not familiar with Vivid. It's just porn. Oh, just por. Just yeah, it
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they probably
4: have a few parodies, but I'm sure they have some know. parodies. yeah. so
1: uh, so let's let's preface this by saying, you absolutely should watch the second teaser for Star Wars. If you haven't, uh, I, well, okay, do do it. Maybe pause here and do it. Just ha- have a look. And then also, um, we're we're not going to spoil a damn thing. Um, we're gonna provide a ton of insights, however, at the end of the episode, as we've done in the past, we will have a section where we tell you, hey, okay, we're going to talk some some real shit all of a sudden, and we'll tell you everything that happens in that Star Wars Rebels premiere. But if you don't want to hear that, just walk on by. But we'll tell you when that's going to happen. Also in this episode, no track breaks. We're just recording straight through. We're going to do it to it. Uh, it's it's we're we're on the road. It's wild and crazy. So uh, we're, we're doing the Kessel run here in less than uh,
4: <laughs> Barca.
2: Also, watch the Rogue One bootleg teaser. Yeah. Actually,
4: Well, no, I, I have a question about. It. Do you- is it? Do you think it's worth watching it in the bootleg version, or should you wait for that? Cause the, you mean wait
2: like two or
5: three months?
4: I, possibly. Well, I, we'll just describe it and then say wait and see it when it's in HD. But,
5: yeah, but we, can, yeah. we can describe it in like four sentences. Like there,
1: there, is, there is a bootleg out there of, of what we saw. It was played for us three times during during the screening uh, of the, the teaser trailer for the, the film to follow episode seven, um, the first anthology film, a spin-off directed by Gareth Edwards called Rogue One. And... Um, it there's Um Honestly, there's not a lot to see But the implications, especially based on The discussion that happened there Are a whole other thing So I think, uh, watch that if you want to It won't be very good because it's off of somebody's phone But And clarity of picture is important in this Yeah, because there's a thing that you just might not be able to make out And it's important But yeah. um, we'll go over that all in due time We'll start at the beginning With the, uh, the big opening ceremony With J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy Um man it was uh it was it was, it was, inter- it was interesting it was a little weird because um, like I'd never been to celebration before
5: so I didn't really know what to expect but as soon as it started JJ Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy walk out it was just like wow this is kind of cool you know they're super big important uh, and they're you know I expect them to you know really sell the movie which they did but it was a little awkward like <laughs> a little all right it was it was awkward <laughs> it, it was, was very it, it, it got awkward when Kathleen Kennedy who I have a lot of respect for, but I've never seen her just
1: shill so much like so hard. Like she was wearing a her universe t-shirt. Which or, whatever, yeah. that's fine. I mean you know. but but she but she talked about it. She's Wearing like, it alone yeah. is but, enough yeah, to suggest something. Right, exactly. She's like, But I had to go in there, I had to get it, you know, that's why we're all here. That exclusive merchandise.
3: Yeah Oh
1: I didn't Oh god Yeah no she was, Really you she was that way She was
5: like Before we begin I just have to say yeah. I'm wearing this shirt And I was like I hope it would end there And everyone's it was like hooray And she's like I had to come in early Before anyone else Because I knew I just had to get it And I could have gotten it any way But I knew I, I wanted To pay for it's it It's a cool because shirt Because it's though. so It is a cool shirt but just the fact that she's telling this, like, story that's, like, an appeal to, you know...
1: Like, as though know, everyone like Henry, there was there to buy some stuff. I, I everyone bought of, some stuff. You know, everyone the, there
5: was there to buy some stuff.
2: The one thing that makes me feel like maybe that's not the way she intended it is it's fucking Star Wars and they make billions of dollars, the, like, $30 in shirts. Well, it, like, it was, You really think... But She's everybody
5: had one. So, so many people were wearing t shirts that, that were exclusive on the there. Floor. Yeah. yeah.
1: What made the whole thing odd was, like, as, as shouldn't be, we've, we've covered Celebration twice in the past because the last two times it's been in America, it's been in Orlando. This is before State of the Empire. We'll link to those episodes. There's some cool interviews on there. Um, but uh, during that time, um, we, we've seen some big shows, such as the debate between Jon Stewart and George Lucas. Where um, I showed up early in the morning and got in a simulcast room. Hex was there all night and got in the same room with them. Um, and there was a line starting at like you know six in the evening uh, that uh, that lasted all night with people camping out in a very imperial looking sub basement of the Anaheim <laughs> Convention Center. Right, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and we were like jet lagged a little bit and we were just like, man, I don't, I
5: really don't want to wait all night with all of these people. Because there was no guarantee on what they would show, like there was, right. like we there was no, no there was no set agenda. So it was like, do we risk staying all night under miserable conditions and get away with nothing, or do we risk not staying all night and then not getting into the room and then they show everything? But uh,
1: we got there.
4: I, I have anxiety just thinking about it. No, <laughs> <they're> I <like, laughs> like, oh was. like, what do we do? We
5: we,
1: we got there at 5 a.m. We waited a hell of a long time. And then we saw a presentation. It was very cool. It was very cool to see in person, but also one that was simulcast to the entire world. Right. Which was right. which is great. I think it's awesome that it was shared with everybody. But at the same time, it raises a question about Star Wars Celebration because especially at this year's celebration, the nerd culture of getting in a line was omnipresent. Yeah. Yes. And uh, if you didn't do that well in advance, you weren't going to see shit. And so what is and that tie, tied in with the exclusivity, the merchandise? What is Star Wars Celebration? What is the experience? And that's a hard question to answer.
2: I, I feel like you know, just speaking, I wasn't there for the JJ rooms. I, I watched them online, um, which was very cool. But today, being fortunate enough to sit on the Rogue One panel, um, seeing that trailer uh, with an audience and just in that environment. There's something to that. Yeah, yeah. for There's sure. sure. There's really like something electric and just a crazy raw emotion
5: that. But worth eight hours in a
4: line, if and, not and, more, and the yeah. potential that this is becomes a more annual thing in that regard because every with, year, with every celebration, we're getting more Star Wars movie news. Well, yeah. it comes becomes closer and closer to being San Diego uh, Comic Con yeah. like te- for Star like, Wars exclusives, like six as years from now, to being about you know. I mean, Making the, the up behind right? Yeah. yeah. But
5: and, six years from now, are you still going to want to wait twelve plus hours in line to see the trailer for Rogue Two spin? So yeah, I you think know, that's like, a
2: really interesting question because I think this is a particularly um, people will be are particularly okay with it now, given this the climate because we and how starved, new it yeah. is. Yeah, right? Like yeah. yeah. We've been starved. There's like this is all fresh. This is all new. In a few years, when it's like we're kind of. It kind of
5: people might actually get sick of it. Like mar- there's people sick of Marvel movies now. It dri- and it actually, it's actually been around for a handful of years. It
2: blows my mind to think that we'll be in a, in a position in a few years for people to be. Potentially fatigued by Star Wars
4: movies. Well, yeah, of, I mean, in the next like, what is it? Next like four years or so, we're gonna have almost as many Star Wars movies that we've had in, in like the last thirty, what thirty eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like,
2: that's crazy. But I mean, personally, no, that's, I, that's I love great. that because I'm not right. about
1: I mean, like, let's let's just cut to the chase here as far as like the implications of everything we we saw and heard. We started *Stay the, the Empire* because we saw a glimmer of hope for the first time, and after the celebration. I mean, what we've walked—we were able to avoid a lot of the lines. We walked away with a sense of confidence and excitement, the likes of which, like every hope we had, is all but confirmed. As as long as these films don't suck completely, everything, like all the intentions of the creators, everything is in line. Everything is perfect. Um,
5: But but I agree. But I did feel like it was packaged exclusively just to make us feel that way like yeah, it is a, it was this was all marketing this was a geni- celebration used to to me on the outside this is the first celebration i went to it seemed like a convention for nerds to get together and share their love about star wars but since this is my first one to me it felt like a big Shopping mall commercial at the same time. To be it fair, was, it was always
2: that too. It
5: well, was. I mean, I believe that. it. Yeah, yeah. It, it,
4: it's weird because even at Celebration Orlando, it was. Yeah, it was. All the panels were about an appreciation for the past movies and even the present, like and future TV shows. Like the Felony panels about Clone Wars, they while they gave us hints towards the future, it was bombs. also talking about like yeah. it, the you know the the. The behind-the-scenes about the animation, and remember they did the sketch like during the panel yeah. the, for Clone Wars at Celebration Orlando, mm-hmm. and like it was about Concept the, stuff was it great. was about the craft of Star Wars and the and the what goes into making Star Wars, and it was actually about you know appreciating you know yeah. the, the entire yeah. franchise. It wasn't necessarily about the future. This entire celebration was yeah. about the future and while, the possibilities. Yeah, while yeah. still giving reverence to the past and the fact and, and that uh, Doug and I
1: got to check out some great stuff pertaining to the behind-the-scenes and the past as well. Um, We'll talk about all of it.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. I I mean, just to to Matt Spill's point at Celebration Orlando I remember that you and I attended a panel with Joel Aaron who's like the creative animation lead on who on Clone Wars at the time he's on Rebels now mm-hmm. but that was like a very intimate room yeah. with like maybe 50 people and it was just like the lead animation dude for Clone Wars talking us through like animatics sketches that how they did this I can't there, imagine there was, that it, ever happening yeah, again that 20 no, yeah.
4: minute discussion on 2D elements in yeah. Clone Wars and, so and like it was like it was
2: like an hour long Intimate. Imagine like an acoustic unplugged performance in a in a club. <laughs> it was like that, but for Clone Wars, Let that'll me, never happen again. Okay, I, this happened.
5: is this is jumping ahead a little bit, but I have to bring it up because this is the exact opposite of that. Cap and I attended. Um,
1: what was it, it? Was like this? It was a Star Wars Rebels production uh, panel. Yeah, it was. A, it was. A, it was led by two of the producers of the show, and they. It was. It was a panel about spreadsheets mostly <laughs> it was I do yeah I, mean, I actually it, kind of I love like, you know, was. They we were there <laughs> and I
5: <laughs> were legit interested I was taking notes yeah, yeah. And but it, it literally was nothing but a slideshow of the two producers showing you all of their spreadsheets wow and you could tell some people were sort of you know dozing off Yeah. but that room was filled to capacity they had to turn right. away like 30 people and
2: you know like, like not everyone in there was in there because did know they said oh rebels I'm yeah, interested Exactly. And, but
5: it was so filled the, these two producers producers the, these two women were like looking at each other like oh my gosh <laughs> we were expecting maybe like five people and we ha- were so flattered like they were so thankful like we're so happy that you're interested in, in in our in our job and we understand this might be a little bit boring for some of you some of you may not know what to expect but we're just gonna you know move on ahead and the audience was very kind and they would like they laughed they told some funny jokes and it was it was a great they had a good little setup but um i i can't imagine the experience of like having the animator, the lead story person, sitting yeah. down with a room of like 30 to 50 people. It was awesome, This, this was like 200 people jam-packed yeah. into this room like sardines. Like, if
2: if that panel that we attended in Orlando would have happened here, it would have oh, been never. like a six-hour line yeah. with a 200-person event, and we would have had to sit three-quarters of the way in the back. But, like, I mean, the panel, he didn't sweat that much, but if he would have sneezed and he was sweating, we would have felt it. Yeah, yeah. It was like, we would have like, drank
1: it. <laughs> It's a a different show now. Yeah, yeah, basically. (laughs) And and, and Star Wars hype, I mean, you know, this is the biggest year ever. It may, you know, be the biggest year ever for a while now as it it teeters off or something or or grows. Seven is a pretty, Um, like,
2: episode seven hype, I feel like is going to, like, I think the episode hype is going to command way more pull than the standalones. Like, I don't think if this was just like Rogue One's year that it would have been as colossal no right?
1: no, no, no. You know? uh, but, but, but but there's they, new fans all the time and celebration oh, announced it's no longer a th- every 3 years every 2 years kind of thing it's yearly now oh is that official that it's annual yeah and, oh, yeah, and the I next guess, the yeah, next one true. is next year yeah. in london yeah
4: right which by the way in the middle of summer that may not be rogue one celebration because if you think about it the next one comes out in may you know, twenty seventeen. Yeah, like that could be eight, episode eight somewhere. That could be that could be Rogue One like because it you know comes out in a few months, but then also have like a teaser trailer for episode eight.
2: I'm gonna just ugh, oh, this is too it's awesome. <laughs> should, we,
1: should we move on to like the, the next thing we did actually? Well also uh, yeah. well, I want to say the one thing about being in that room, BB eight. Seeing yeah. a live BB eight roll around. And there was some if you want some Star Wars speculation here, Kathleen Kennedy mentioned that there was a company that um, like that they discovered yeah. to help them supply the technology. I will bet you real money that is Sphero, no doubt about it, because uh, the the toy company Sphero that makes these uh, little gyroscopic balls that you control with your smartphone or tablet. Uh, we did uh, a video with them at E3. We'll link to it on this episode's page. Um, they were approached by DARPA when they founded. To create military robots, <laughs> to make I, rifle rounds out I, of I, I gyroscope not, robots. It, it was it was like it was like fucking you know Zevo toys. They're like, we want you to make, yeah. we want you to make lethal toy balls. And they are like, fuck you. No, uh, I guarantee you that they figured out how. Like the BB eight is their technology with some kind of magnetic implant thing to That's allow awesome. the uh, the head to hover on top of it. you think they'll make one like that you can buy? I don't doubt it. I mean, I, I, it.
5: it'll probably be really expensive, but how could
1: you not? I'll buy it. I mean. <laughs> I don't care. I want one. So we have BB-8? Oh, we'll link to where you can buy them on Amazon. Yeah. Support <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nerdy Show, buy Spiro, have your own little mini BB 8 It, se- oh, it yeah. seems
5: easier to make on a mass scale than like an ast- regular Astromech R2 unit. That's true. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm.
4: much easier to cast. You know, sort of, yeah, I mean, it's
1: It's a ball. Yeah, it's a ball. It's a ball.
4: It's a soccer ball. I can make a BB 8 right now <laughs> while we're recording this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, here, here's what we know. Let's see. Um, they want to set a standard that Star Wars will be real, legitimate, authentic, uh, and that they said it was great for actors to have sets to work on, an intentional dig at Lucas and the way that the prequels were made. The entire crowd, the entire crowd cheered at the very mention of practical effects, yeah. and that was a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it literally made J.J. Abrams pause mid-sentence because the crowd
5: interrupted, yeah. and he had to like wait for the crowd to die down after that, so... Hopefully they took note.
1: <laughs> the desert planet it takes place on is not Tatooine, but Jakku, which is a planet that saw a huge battle in orbit just following Return of the Jedi, and that battle will be DLC for Battlefront. Free DLC. Free DLC. Yeah. Just as the movie comes out, you can see that event and uh, find out how a Super Star Destroyer comes to crash into the <laughs> fucking desert. Maybe <laughs> maybe
5: you shot it down. Yeah, maybe.
1: <laughs> They hired fans fr- that they met at the Star Wars celebration in Europe to build the droids for Episode Seven, think about that shit. That's why we got to go to the London one. Yeah. We, we got to impress them somehow. <laughs> we got to build.
4: We got to build a BB-8. Yeah, we got to build something cool. I'm actually, well, I'm actually hyping myself into it a little bit because there's a lot of like auxiliary events going on right now in Anaheim. You know, there was, you know, obviously they did some stuff in Disneyland, and the Anaheim Angels are doing uh, a Star Wars night uh, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, what do you do in London for that? I don't know. Maybe they open the studio. I don't know something. Yeah, you know, like cool. what's like. You know, that's where they're filming it. Who knows? Like maybe it is worth.
5: That's it. what they did for Harry Potter. Like they had, they preserved the movie sets on those uh, sound stages. What if?
4: Yeah. What if? Oh, if actual movie sets. That'd be. Hmm. <laughs>
2: just imagine if it's like back. Uh, prequel ages it's like visit the movie set and it's, just it's just a, blue <laughs> a big, big blue room big blue
4: room
5: wow it's big and
2: welcome well, what the Geonosis
4: droid factory yeah, everyone we
2: get to go to the set of the inside of the council chamber for the <laughs> Jedi and you walk in it's just a big blue room with nothing in it okay. like, no, no
4: no no it'll be a
2: blue room with a couch yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. literally it Yoda's chair is just sitting there oh cool nice room
5: but but after we did uh, the opening ceremony which with this, the, the trailer show should we talk about the teaser at all we should
1: uh and how everyone in the room cried a little bit yeah. at the end yeah like waters water in the eyes at varying degrees could not help it because i never occurred to me that i'd lived my entire life never expecting to see han solo on the screen again and then the reality of seeing him on the screen again was like seeing someone who had died speaking brand new words it was incredible. Yeah, I, I just I can't. I, it was involuntary. I can't express it. And for me, I mean,
4: Chewbacca had died. I mean, I, you know, ni- in '99, Chewbacca died in Vector Prime, right, and I right. processed his death like like a normal human being processes the death of a loved one. And that his roar at the end of that teaser, I mean, I just absolutely teared up because it, it it's someone. It really is, you know, yeah, thinking I, your you know your your brother had died. Yeah, yeah. and then he comes back from you know. War, 30 years later, and yeah, it's, it I, I've, I've been saying it all week that I think Cap really hit the nail on the
5: head with that analogy because it, it's it, not even coming from war. It's like, oh, he was a prisoner of war, and we presumed him dead. Mm-hmm. Or, and suddenly he's at your front door and it's sp- like we're home and you're like
4: holy shit and it's like Vector Prime was telling it, it, telling yourself a story in which he committed a heroic act and yeah. like, gave his life away it's the too, only way he could have died yeah, the only yeah, way, yeah, way he yeah. could have died it's like no he's just been a prisoner and yeah. he's 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 home and what's, oh, what's God, crazy too
5: me?
2: Is that's exactly how I felt with the first teaser that they released yeah. at the end when they show the Falcon uh-huh. that to me was just as powerful because it's like uh, that uh, the, It's a testament to the, the, the ships and the creatures and the characters. They're all characters, right? Mm. Every The Millennium Falcon is just as much of a character as anybody else. Well, did, and... I, the,
5: the the first teaser, just to be clear, because I, I, I went into it very skeptically. I wanted to do it like a very emotionless sort of like, I'm going to report what I see and I'm going to tell you like analytically how I feel. The first teaser, I was very much just like, okay, you're on the right track. That's fine. That looks good. But nothing... I was not prepared for this teaser where it's like, even... Even before the Chewie and uh, Han Solo reveal, oh, yeah. I was like, "Oh man, I'm sold. You got me. This is the everything hit, I want. Everything." It, yeah. My level of excitement was at an all time high. But then when they did that, I literally was like tearing up. And I'm like, I would not allow myself to cry. Like I tried as, as hard as I could not to have a oh, tear. Oh,
2: dude, down. I was at work when I cried. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was bad. It was just like like one of my coworkers was sitting next to me because she watched it too, and uh, she was like what'd you think? And I'm like, my head is tilted to the left. <laughs> and, I, and I was just like, yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was, it was really good. And like, just red eyes with water. Was, it was great. It was really good. I got, I got to go for a second. And like, I had to get up. It was, it was great. Actually, and another co-worker because it was work, di- it was work time, by the way. This was <laughs> happening at like 11 a.m. And then the work day has started. A co-worker came over to me and I just actually put my hand up. Because I had my headphones on, and I'm like, no, don't, talk know, to don't me. look at me. You will go away. Uh, it was important.
5: I just
1: discovered that someone I thought was dead is actually alive. I need a minute. Yeah, yeah. Go away. I can't That's talk. A close right now. friend of mine. Yeah. So, as far as the details of that of that trailer go, if you listen to our uh, spoilerific rundown of everything we think is going to happen in the film, last episode of State of the Empire. This uh, trailer did an awful lot to confirm those suspicions, um, and we, we have some other insights which we will also put behind the spoiler wall um, later in the episode. One thing we can say is that when all the actors took the stage, they gave a little rundown of their characters, uh, nothing unique until Poe Dameron, uh, p- uh, played by Oscar Isaac, who said he's the best pilot in the galaxy. Best friggin' pilot. Be best friggin' pilot. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, sent by Leia. And uh, uh, on his mission, and his fate is forever intertwined with Finn. Now that's new. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everything else is very generic. Like, oh, it's a person who's just going about their normal life, and then
5: something changes it forever. And I'm like, that's every movie ever made. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that one was like, when he mentions... Did he say Queen Leia or Princess Leia? I think he just said a certain princess. He, He said... A certain queen. Yeah, maybe. I think you said a certain
1: queen. I don't know if they've used no. Queen officially. Yet. No, they haven't used queen officially. I would have. I would have made a note made note of that. Well, just, you know, either way, it sent was sent by it, Leia. It yeah. was heavily implied that it was Leia yeah, sent yeah. on a mission to do this thing.
2: I have a feeling Finn and, and Poe are going to be like a, a Luke and Han, except maybe a little bit more at odds.
5: Maybe more like Riggs and Murtaugh, sort <laughs> of like uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, buddy cop. <laughs> I don't like you. I don't like you either. <laughs> <laughs> Too old for this shit.
1: Even though they're both like in their twenties. <laughs> We're both too young for this shit. <laughs> and now, we've been talking about this, the, the features. I feel like the, the sensible thing to do here is to actually jump from Thursday all the way to Sunday and talk about the Gareth Edwards thing to get yeah. all, all the, the feature stuff uh, in line with each other. Mm-hmm. So uh, what was odd about it was that this was meant to be a talk with Gareth Edwards and Josh Trank, who's the director of the yet-to-be-elaborated-on um, yeah. Star Wars anthology film. Uh, unfortunately he couldn't make it And they said it was because he's very sick He said so on Twitter Uh, but there is a suspicion That, um, it's actually Because, what, Fox Um, waved their arms Around like, no You will not take away from the promotion cycle For Fantastic Four You will not talk about his next project Because at that very moment, a new trailer for Fantastic Four Was released Yeah conspiracy theories which,
4: which you know it makes sense I mean you know worth talking about Josh Trank I mean but you would have it, thought it, that this it, would be a contractually well, I like, say like the Fantastic Four trailer looked like Josh Trank has a handle on you know directing things yeah, yeah I, so <laughs> yeah. I, guess, I guess if we didn't get to talk to or didn't get to you know talk to Josh Trank at least we got to See a little something, a little credentials more. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't but they
1: didn't. They didn't share any information. I think they were going to. And but they, they did they, it seem that they way. Did, they
4: played the Rogue One teaser three times, which leads <laughs> us to believe that they had some sort of video teaser footage available for whatever this. it is. Yeah, yeah, and I guarantee you
1: it was probably like, or not guarantee. I can't do that,
4: but I, I bet it was you know just a title treatment or something. Well, yeah. and,
1: and here and my theory is that it was a shot of Boba Fett's hand clawing its <laughs> way out of the Sarlacc pit. You can quote me on that. That, I, that I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I, I do think it is worth
5: mentioning though, because you you dropped the 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 word uh, um, anthology. Yes, this was also when they announced for sure that they're not called spinoffs, they're not called legacy films, they're not called whatever.
1: Yeah. They refer to as the um, Star Wars anthology, yes, anthology series. And which, I did see it titled it, it,
2: online: Star Wars anthology: colon, Rogue One. Yeah. So. And,
1: uh, I don't know if that's official. Hey, I'm yet. just happy
4: yeah. it's not Star Wars Origins. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't yeah.
1: Even, that word is poison yeah. now. Like, yeah, Origins. Both. So, was this this panel was kind of was interesting. It had Kathleen Kennedy on it as well as Kiri Hart, who was someone I wasn't familiar with, but she's been uh, like a right hand to Kathleen Kennedy for a long time, and is one of the members of the story group. Turns out. Uh, which is about like six people or so. I, I, I at one point, Kinsberg said it's like like the four or five or six people. I was like, whoa! whoa Did you not know?
2: Or twelve? Yeah, yeah.
1: But, like you're so mysterious about who's in this group, but you okay? They're like sure. the Illuminati. I like the, I, the, I, the Imperial Senate.
4: Kinsberg's definitely connected in some sort of secret society. Yeah. Yeah. He's been like moving up the ranks, and you know what? Everything's been doing lately has been great. So, so what if it's started out? I, maybe. I mean, he he started out rough, and he's gotten
3: crazy like, new.
1: <laughs> here's here's what we know. They they su- suggested heavily that these films will not have an opening crawl. That they will vary in scale and genre. And uh, weirdly enough, this was George's idea. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it was it was something he suggested to Kathleen Kennedy when he first like passed the torch to her. Like, you know, I've I've always been tied up just doing these these films. Maybe since everything's changing up now, you could just you know look at the world. <laughs> Like, all of it. <laughs> I love you, George. Uh, yeah, he's, I you know. love you, George. Thank the maker. <laughs> Thank, the maker. <laughs> Thank the maker, indeed. <laughs>
2: Thank the maker.
1: So, uh, they, if they asked what was a one word that, that would summarize Rogue One, and that was realism. Uh, that This is, like, Star Wars is generally about black and white, good and evil, and this is about the gray between good and evil, and the reality of war. And it's an ensemble picture, like most war films. Um, and oh my God, they announced everybody involved in the production team, and they are all top tier people who work on war movies, yeah. Zero Dark Thirty, uh, like what Savior Black Hawk Ryan. Down. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Na- name
5: a good war movie like from the past twenty years, and someone from there's working on this film. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, I love the, the other thing he said that he, as far as the tone, because he like those were all key words to describe, but he says the tone is he wanted to have a feeling of God is not coming to save us. Yeah, Yeah. he said those words. (laughs) Because he says this is a film that will not have any force in it. No magic users, no Jedi. He wants it to be like the Jedi. In fact, in the teaser, uh, it has that voiceover from Obi-Wan where he says, uh, the Jedi were once the Guardians of Peace and Justice before the Dark Times, before Before the the Empire. Empire. So he's heavily insinuating that Jedis are like a myth. Like they don't even Mm -hmm. know if Jedis exist. And it's just humans or rather non-powered yeah. Humans and aliens working together to
4: overcome an impossible goal. I definitely got the obviously the heavy insinuation that there's no Jedi. I definitely, I'm not necessarily. To me, I wouldn't be shocked if Vader was. You know, like I mean, I figure Vader would be heavily involved in what has been confirmed to be like the theft of the Death Star plans. Like, I mean, why wouldn't Vader be with the Death Star? Like, you know, testing site wherever it is they are. It, it wouldn't shock me. It also wouldn't shock if he wasn't in it. Because they wanted this great realism. But also, I mean, you know, he's part of that universe, and, you know, so it's realism in that universe. This
2: conversation just made me think of something. Um, you know, what you were just saying about no force users, no Jedi, the Jedi are myth, but for all intents and purposes, in A New Hope, uh, they say, may the force be with you.
5: Only Jedi's do, though. What no. are oh, the rebels? The oh, rebels said it. Did. Oh, well, the force could still be a thing that's like. Well, that's what I you think know, is very interesting, actually. That's like a religion. You but, know.
2: but that's what I mean is the force really up until that point, as far as exploration in the saga goes, is the, it was really only But the
5: rebellion's life. familiar with Ahsoka now. You know what I mean? Like they're they're all they're familiar with these other they were I going guess, after General Kenobi, they knew General Kenobi well, no, was still alive.
2: Well I guess what I'm saying is they they were saying that force users are not. Like they were saying, May the force be with you as like a strength, like let the, the good that was here before yeah. be also, with you. Many
4: people may think the force is simply a mantra that like people like the Jedi use, but never necessarily see it in evidence of like affecting the world. Sure. Around yeah. Well especially yeah. so anybody be yeah. with you might simply be a you know, a good luck and, and, and have that mantra of like helping people yeah. and all that, you know, the things that the Jedi sort of believe yeah. in. But not necessarily that, you know, may the force be with you I'm Push you through oh, because,
5: because <laughs> anybody anybody old enough to be in the Rebellion that's, like, around in their 30s, they may have never even seen a Jedi Knight or seen uh, evidence of the Force in action. I, I
4: think most people in the universe don't ever come across any contact. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. Kanan, you know, like, are, you know, we're... They're outliers. Like, what is that, like, 10,000 Jedi they, they, Knights yeah, for the whole galaxy? They've been throwing around the number 10,000 quite yeah. a bit lately and like, in text, in the trailer for Rebel Season 2. And 10,000 in a galaxy is not a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Like, 10,000 isn't a lot for a city in the United States. Like, yeah. it's, it's barely considered a city. So, yeah. like, it's, you know, it's, I'm, I'm i probably the, never yeah. see a lightsaber or a Jedi, or, yeah. but the force itself might be a, a, a thing that is much easier. It's like bigger back in the beginning the
5: of Star Wars stuff. Galaxies. But
1: Darth Vader... <laughs> never saw any Jedi um, uh, you, you need Jedi anywhere. You,
5: don't, saw yeah, need you, you saw don't need Darth Vader for that mission to still be considered a suicide mission.
1: No way. So yeah. so what we saw in this trailer, and what hopefully you've seen as well, but maybe weren't able to make out, is a rainforest, looks a lot like Yavin, a TIE fighter flies over the horizon, It pans out over the trees, and you see that thing hovering in the horizon looks kind of like a moon is no moon it is a fucking death star it is the death star because this film is about the theft of the death star plans which lead into episode 4 yes um, and obviously it was this, this thing is so close in orbit that this cannot be Yavin um, or the yeah. moon the Yavin 4 moon uh, this is somewhere else and we saw a single piece of concept art of uh, rebel troops being deployed in these like hover shock barges looked really cool there's a great slash film article that actually compiles everything that happened during this panel including um, Gareth Edwards' mom's face when he told her he was working on Star Wars that's awesome and uh, the pictures from his 30th birthday where he went to Tunisia and uh hung out in all the sets from he's, Tatooine. He's
4: kind of adorable. Yeah. Or, like yeah. as a Star Wars fan. Like yeah. I I am really looking forward to him. I like him. him. Yeah. Like you know I, I like Abrams too in some ways but also he rubs me the wrong way as a as a Hollywood guy. Garrett Edwards seems like a legit yeah, like, yeah. Legit, yeah. like yeah, yeah. I'm really you know I, he, he has the greatest Facebook cover photo of all
5: time and apparently just doesn't actually use it. he has the photo <laughs> oh. of him
4: on like
5: where he called the igloo, like the uh, uh, the homestead at sunset, and he's standing where like it's 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 almost like a frame grab from the film, yeah. and it's perfect. And I'm like, man, this guy is hardcore nerd. To, he's to go he's out kind there of embarrassed,
1: day. but now he's gonna yeah. have to live with it. Like, there's so because... much love in that room just from that. Yeah, like. and, and the, the reoccurring theme throughout the entire uh, show was family. Like mm-hmm. they even said like on the big billboard out in front, like the the worldwide Star Wars family is here. And they kept in- inducting new people into the family, like all the people on the cast of Rebels who weren't Star Wars fans before, but are now.
5: Oh, we're like a family now.
1: Right, which is which is I mean, which is true of any cast that records intimately right. together in the same room. Uh, and then, like you know, Gareth Edwards, who now everyone knows is a colossal Star Wars fanboy. Or like now, I have the deepest respect for Freddie Prince Jr., yeah. who is an ultra Star Wars fan, the the likes of which I, I had no clue. But we'll get into that bit later. Yeah, in a minute. It <laughs> sounds like
2: Lucasfilm PR took a note from Fast and Furious. It's all about family.
5: I got friends. I got family. family. It's all about family. Guys,
1: let's let's um <clears throat> uh let's let's well, change gears.
5: Yeah. So, but the, but the thing we did after the uh, the celebration opening, yeah, um, that can tie into this is uh, they had an exhibit there about uh, the Force Awakens. Yeah. And you guys saw that. Uh, when was that? Yesterday. Today. 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 So, today. Today. Yeah. so what? Woo! <laughs> uh, yeah, what, how, where to begin with the with the exhibit? Uh, it, it was small,
1: yeah, small, but full costumes, props, um, and and information, uh, mm-hmm. including we're, we're going to publish an article about some secrets from from uh, from the show, some some very nuanced little things. But here's two key ones from this amazing thing that featured a full flame trooper costume, a brand new snow costume, both of which look incredible. Kylo Ren's full outfit, so cool, so intricate yeah it's um, a
5: villain unlike that star wars has seen yeah in terms of design not in film yeah, yeah. For sure yeah. um yeah.
1: two random people from the desert of Jak- jakku um seemingly random seemingly random that's mm-hmm. true um and uh some ships as you said finn's entire outfit which in a sketch attached to it clearly shows the anakin luke lightsaber from a new hope attached to the strappy things on his jacket so yeah. that's some implications about that character. And he also. also has the coolest boots ever. <laughs>
4: yeah, no,
1: he actually, like, if those were available for sale, I would <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sweet pair of boots. Yeah. Let the, Kathleen Kennedy know that. Yeah. <laughs> the he maquette yeah. for the brand new X Wing has BB 8 in the Astromech slot. Now, I didn't think for a second that that ball droid was an Astromech, but he <laughs> must apparently, be. It, apparently yeah. it is. I think yeah. he's,
2: he's, he was actually a pose droid. And he gets stuck with uh, Finn? He gets stuck with Ray and Finn. Ray and Ray man, and that yeah. makes
1: sense. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah, um, man. Uh, so those are, those are the secrets we glean from it. But just in general, like the design for these costumes, everything. Wow. Well, also, also, don't well, forget the, the, the
2: First Order Resistance.
1: Yes, yes. The, yes that's so it's so key. I'm sorry, I totally forgot. So we know what the the factions are called now. The First Order, which is the supposed Imperials with the with the stormtroopers, and the Resistance, which is kind of whoever opposed yeah, with. Yeah. yeah. We don't know anything about them, but that's what they're called.
5: The the other thing interesting thing of note was a uh, Kylo Ren. He had this interesting suit and everything like that. But we also got the up close look at his lightsaber. Yes, and that lightsaber is this very telling. Is unlike any lightsaber design yeah. anywhere. This and not looks,
1: just because it's a cross. Yeah, and
5: not because of the cross. The cross beam is is I I think if anything this justifies a cross beam a little bit more because this looks like a weird made-in-your-basement lightsaber. Like there are it's, wires sticking out yeah, of it. Yeah, there's, like, wires sticking out of it, and um, and it, it just looks, like, really, like, homemade, and not like how, like, Luke builds a lightsaber in that cave, but the, this is a...
4: The activator switch looked like what... It appeared to be stripped screws to screw it yeah. in. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, you know, it, it is, like, as haphazardly it's, it's put sa- together looking as they could make it.
5: I would... It suggests to me that Kylo Ren doesn't have like a master and is trying to reverse engineer a lightsaber or try to reinvent a lightsaber. Because if if you think of it this way, all the Jedi except for Luke Skywalker are dead and you're a bad guy, you can't exactly ask to see Luke's lightsaber. You got to invent it <laughs> from scratch. And if you're building it from scratch for the first time, it's going to look pretty shitty like this lightsaber. And that would also, to me, explain why the lightsaber blades kind of look like flame Yeah, Yeah, uh, of like sparks things. coming out of it. Yeah, them. so it's like maybe it's not perfect or something, you know. But either way, it was... Interesting. It, it raised more questions, but uh, I thought it was fascinating.
2: Yeah, very, very. His, his, his outfit is the robes have like tattered, frayed edges, and the mask is like dented and scratched, and it, it just looks like a very worn or just very different than villains we've seen mm. in these movies
5: before. He looks like he could be fast or, you know, um, just he's not, he's not in armor like every other right. Star Wars Sith Lord we've seen. With the exception of Palpatine, who comes Maul, off his old armor. Oh, well, well, it's interesting because
4: it must be. I mean, Vader's such an imposing figure, and obviously has such a legacy. Like you have to, you know, bring your bad guy a presence, and you know, for better or worse, you know, whether depending on you know Maul, you feel accomplished that or not in the movie. Like right. when he did show up in the initial trailers and with the tattoos and everything, everyone just say, oh, that's that is imposing looking. And then the double lightsaber, and for a little while, everybody freaked out. Right. But but and, n-
5: neither Maul nor Count Dooku were the main villains. Like I'm talking, like as far as the big bad is concerned, this well, he he seem, he's coming off to me as very different than say Vader or even an expanded universe stuff like uh, like an the old Republic with Darth Malak.
4: But I think Maul, Maul <laughs> and Dooku are the big bad in the same sense that Vader is the big bad for like three films because like True. yes, he has master and True, everything. Right. But I'm just saying like it it must be a very difficult task to. Get that sort of intrigue and interest, and I don't think Dooku ever really accomplished that, and I don't think <laughs> no, nor do I no. think they ever even intended for yeah. that. And it's like they almost just passed on the idea for yeah. some reason, just because I probably because they had the opportunity to use Christopher Lee, and yeah. then Lucas was just like awesome, that's great, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. But and then they didn't even much to work with, but until Revenge of the Sith, but with Kylo Ren, Abrams done it. Yeah. Like he's he's scary to be like you know the height was like it's not like Vader height but like he is tall and imposing and yeah. and and there's so much mystery with that the whole you know like it looks like he's either been through shit or he's been scavenging this stuff
5: and
1: yeah. and Definitely collecting artifacts from uh, from the the time gone by. Mm-hmm. Someone who looks capable, and
5: uh, may, because we're not really sure how powerful this person, seems. but obsessed. Yeah, like see, someone who's obsessed in something that's been long since dead. And, so it's somebody you don't want to underestimate. And we
4: don't have like anything other to go on that than like like three or four shots. Yeah. But We know, yeah. and then seeing the costume and the lightsaber, but we like it's it's evoking that. It's very and, telling, and, and, and we know.
2: Well, it's, it's a it's a Compliment to what they've accomplished with the just the look and the the feel of it is that we are getting so
1: much out of Mm -hmm. it with so little, yeah. Uh, Um, the other story happening at Celebration was the story of Clone Wars and Rebels and the Mm. transition between the two of them. Because, uh, since last Celebration, the one in Europe was all about like, oh, Rebels is on the way, but this time, what we've been able to see is The fan response for everybody who loved the Clone Wars and was traumatized by its sudden cancellation um, and the growth of Rebels. And it's actually between – there were a number of panels dedicated both to Clone Wars and Rebels. And between all of them, a narration has been painted about just what went on in that transition there. They had two months. Two months to create the full visual concept for Rebels – following the what? cancellation of the Clone Wars. Yeah. And the yeah. concept and design for the entire crew of the Ghost. What? Yes. See, I'm
4: still convinced that putting people under sharper deadlines leads to this sort of thing. Yeah.
1: You're
3: a slave driver. I really, like, I really <laughs> I do. Like, I, 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 that I sounded go. cruel
5: to me. Yeah. But like, I understand. I, I completely understand why. And risky. Why. Risky to yeah. their own
1: content.
5: Yeah. There's a lot of money behind that. And if it didn't
1: work... Yeah. That w- I mean, it would have been bad. And, um... I mean, as we as we've seen with like Rebels, is a was a show that it, it took its time it established its characters. It was good, but I mean, they were under the gun from the get go. Uh, so that's why we've seen they they screened um, a a block of episodes called uh, the uh, pertaining to the Bad Batch characters from Clone Wars that were like animatics that weren't finished. All the voice work is done. They screened them all for the first time at the show. They're probably never. We don't know if they're ever going to sh- surface in any form ever again. They showed us clips from Clone Wars for scenes that were made from a random smattering of episodes, including an arc that went to Tatooine, um, that had, a uh, um, like, Boba Fett, uh, hanging out in the desert with, uh... Cad Bane. Cad Bane, yeah. Um, uh, a thing on Kishik where the Wookiees were riding around on giant monkeys and, and communing with the trees. Um, a big fight with, uh, uh Ventress and Quinn, uh, Quinn Voss, um... Like, in some kind of city somewhere with Count Dooku. It was all very, very impressive stuff. Like, they were going places. And in fact, that um, that episode that was unfinished with Ventress um, is now a book coming out called Dark Disciple, uh, written by Christine Golden. They're doing everything they can to continue these stories and reproduce all that.
2: What seems very interesting to me is the more we get into Rebels, the more it seems like Uh, the powers that be had complete trust in Filoni and everything he was doing, but that it was integral to the the story group and the saga to get out of the prequel era. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, we're seeing the characters come back. We're seeing, like, Rex and Ahsoka and and Hondo and, like, all of these Clone Wars characters return. So it's pretty clear to me that it wasn't like they were saying, "All all of this stuff doesn't work anymore. It was more of just, like, get the fuck out of the prequel era we need to move forward to the OT era because that's what we're focusing on now. Yeah, yeah. And, and bring it all with incidentally, you.
4: Incidentally, at the same time, it's the most meshing the two eras have ever done. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And it's almost as much as they're trying to get out of the prequel era. They're actually starting to make it more cohesive with the original really for the, for the first are. time ever.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It feels great. Uh, it it does. But I mean, and uh, to tag back to the, uh, to the to the 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 path of like development, we. Encountered some really cool things. Like they actually had to, they wanted to take the opportunity to reinvent their visual style to simplify. Um, and of course, everyone is picking over the remnants left by Ralph McQuarrie. Yeah. Anything that was never developed in, in the film, they've taken. Like Lothal is based on sketches of McQuarrie's version of Alderaan. Oh wow! Um, and cool. they played with all the different um, textures and colors that McQuarrie was using, and then combined McQuarrie style with Hayao Miyazaki's style. And that is where Rebels comes from. We saw a lot of comparison shots. The, well, what we have, we'll have posted in, in the uh, the article yeah. we're like, to. They, they would literally take
5: Ralph McQuarrie art, concept art for like backgrounds and environments, and then draw their concept for characters over McQuarrie's backgrounds, and to see if the tone would fit. And they showed some ones where you're like, "Oh, that looks pretty good," <laughs> but but you know, like it would look really good for yeah. design, but it's it, something about the background it didn't quite mesh. And then you would see something closer to the final product and you go, man, I really can start to see how they're going in that direction. And Miyazaki and uh, Ralph MacQuarie was a, a strange marriage that you can't easily picture right away, but when they start layering these characters on top of one another, it really started to make sense. And, mm-hmm. I, and I have a much more newfound appreciation for uh, what they're doing. You know how they
2: did that? The, the McQuarrie filter in Photoshop. They just put their
4: characters in there. <laughs> yeah! Just
2: filter... Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, I'm actually curious when when the scuba Luke will will make it. Oh, nice I hope Starkiller co- likes that Starkiller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that, that's still my favorite. Like McQuarrie photo, it. and I've been like I wanted that as an outfit in Old Republic. Yep. And I, I want like, I just I need that to make its appearance.
2: I, I feel like it's too cool to not ever use, right? And yeah, we've true. seen a lot of other stuff. They did so. the action so, figure. Yeah. But that's. that's and about the Hallmark it. ornament this year was it
1: from Celebration 2, so they're not yeah. meant to die. <laughs> they love it. The, the end of the Clone Wars is actually planned out past Episode 3. Um, they wanted to resolve, uh, put all the characters in the context of Order 66, and, and get all that tied up. Uh, Speaking of which, the first issue of Kanan is out, and um, boy, uh, you can see uh, Order 66 happening to him and his master, and it is serious. It's actually, I feel, the best first issue of any Star Wars book that Marvel has put out so far, not just in in terms of storytelling, but art as well. It is so sharp. Um, uh, Written by Greg, Greg Weissman, who we actually spoke with in our last episode of Nerdy Show, which we'll link to on this page. Um, because he's funding a cre- his first creator-owned project um, in a very long time, at least first prominent one. He's had a couple um, in the background um, where he's getting his uh, novel series Reign of the Ghost* turned into an audio play, and it's being kickstarted right now. It's oh, in its final cool. days. It's really it's a full setup. It's a full voice cast featuring people from. Every single thing he's ever done including the cast of Star Wars Rebels oh, like wow. Ed, Ed Asner's in it Brit Gargoyle's Spiders. in it yeah. Holy shit yeah.
4: um, I'm sorry the more and more I, I, I hear the more I think Weissman's exit was was a good one of like I'm i happy I set this up and, yeah. and I'm just I want to do my thing we, and yeah.
1: we, we did ask him about some Rebel stuff so if you want to hear some like State of the Empire like discussion head over to our previous Nerdy Show episode we'll link to it on this page and uh, definitely head over to the Reign of the Ghosts um, Kickstarter and fund that thing because it's going to be amazing is
2: it the ring of the ghost Ring of the of the ghost, of the ghost
1: okay um all right so what else shit we saw so much stuff guys it's it's really hard to compress all well, this we're well, talking um, about rebels What's yeah the premiere do we want to talk about that or is that for later that, we, If we're talking about the exact nature of what we saw okay. in that video we got to save that in case anybody spoiler wall yeah, yeah. spoiler wall well, yeah. we
4: need a good star wars name for the spoiler wall at some point <laughs>
5: we will say though that, that we did get to so to, to touch uh, finish off what we discussed with rebels is we did get to see the new uh, trailer for season two which was incredible. which is
1: online and we will link to
5: it we also got to see the first two episodes of season two uh, done Woo. almost like a feature where it was a, it was a big special event and um, uh, I'm gonna be honest. I've only watched like maybe five episodes of the first season of Rebels. I didn't dislike any of it. I just felt it wasn't really for me. I thought the quality was nice, but I'm just not the core audience for that. Um, seeing the trailer for season two, it it it, it had it had my curiosity, but now it has my attention. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, I'm definitely wanting to see the premiere. And we saw the premiere, which we won't discuss right now, but. Well, uh, we can
1: give a spoiler-free review. A spoiler-free review. Is, I was I was very <laughs> impressed. Yeah, uh, it it won me over. I I will tell you this: it is the most Star Wars thing to have ever been produced <laughs> since Return of the Jedi. Like as far as it was, uh, yeah, as classic, far as visual
5: thing, classic Star Wars stuff all throughout. You feel it,
1: like special
2: edition Return of the Jedi, like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, don't have, we, a
3: special edition. we don't even include the special edition it didn't
1: have a musical sequence so i'm gonna say it didn't really catch that yeah, special edition I know. feel that's lacking but, uh, <laughs> uh, we, we
5: waited in line we, we waited in line to see uh the battlefront premiere um but we were just too late we didn't get in early enough because a million people lined up to see battlefront and uh although we missed out on Seen that that's, live. That's Doug and I. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got to see it. Yeah, yeah. you guys did. So You guys have to see gameplay. Yeah. The trailer's out, but you guys got to see gameplay. So please, tell tell us what did you... Because I, 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 everyone online is poo-pooing the official trailer because there's no gameplay. So please ex- explain the gameplay that you guys saw. So
2: what's cool about the gameplay is it actually follows like what the official trailer tries to... Con- or conveys. It's the same environment. It's Endor. It's a battle with walkers and rebels. They have the ray shield, like the personal shields. They have the rocket packs, the jet packs. Or the rocket launchers, um, but it it was just it was beautiful. It was it was like uh, something about Star Wars and Spill. You can speak to this too is like the vibrancy of the colors and it has a very intentional and that palette. goes
4: back to George George Lucas's original point was that the original trilogy was about stark palette environments. Was like Tatooine's brown and Hoth is white and and Endor is green, you know, green and brown, yeah. and, and You know, and and because they. Don't have to dice doesn't have to do the battlefield like gritty gritty you know yeah. real colors and, and all this other stuff. It's it's gorgeous and they don't even have to try that much harder because it's just it's bright and it's sunny and it's daytime and it's Endor from Return of the Jedi and
2: and went, one of the devs before the game uh, demo said. You're actually going to find yourself just walking around the environment because it's like you're in Star Wars. And when the gameplay st- first started, like it was just the rebel troopers walking through the forest. And I'm like, shit, he's right. I'm totally just going like, to walk around. Can I,
4: can I just state the irony of how much they, criticism they took, including from <clears throat> us, when they debuted that video at E3. About, it essentially, it was just a developer yeah, diary about true. them going to the filming locations to learn the environments and we said, "Oh, congratulations Dice, you took a vacation." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was actually beneficial. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. that that was really really put into it. It felt like Endor. Yes, it really, it really did. did.
2: And and sure it's very Battlefield. Uh, you shoot enemies, uh, you have the kill count, the 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 kill confirmed stuff, you have the the headshot stuff and all that and vehicles are flying by, but it was just it it was it was Star
5: Wars.
4: And, it felt and, good. And don't knock the idea that essentially it boils down to a battle, like Battlefield skin, because people didn't, don't realize didn't how much. not like feel it. Well, it, it kind of did. It kind of but... did, but don't like. Don't forget how much fun a battle, like a Star Wars skin, would be on Battlefield. <laughs> yeah, no, right. no, 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 You, you look, were telling me that, that there's a gameplay element that you
5: don't get in something like Battlefield, because you, I like the way you explained was explain. You said that Battlefield is like invisible bullets, like you yeah. Don't see because
4: and in, in when you when you play any shooter, most bullets are essentially invisible. Yeah. There might be some bullet trails, but like that's not even that realistic. It's like it's you know you can't really see the gunfire except from muzzle flash. But this is blasters going off left and right, and then explosions in addition to that. You know, and 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 speeder bikes going by with very specific alien sounds. You yeah. know, like they they aren't sounds from our world. You know, and so that much plus John Williams soundtrack being blasted in the background it was which is, amazing. I mean can put you in any sort of Star Wars mood you need to be in no matter where you are <laughs> and so like it's it's so much more than just a skin because it, it's it's immersion and it's it's it, it's very clear game like you can actually see, see what's, what's, what's going, going on, on and like,
2: Yeah when the AT-ATs were shooting um it was just like they're a little smaller than they are in the movies which is that was the most noticeable thing where I'm like Mark one on the inaccurate scale <laughs> because, like, the at just weren't the scale that they were in the movies. Yeah, but this is still like pre
5: alpha, is what they said. Yeah, but
2: like, I don't think that's going to change. I think that was just like a if we make it to scale, it's going to be the biggest fucking thing that <laughs> <Yeah>. we've ever
4: <laughs> played in a game. I, like, I, I, and it, like, once again, and, and so much great audio is going so They've mixed this game in Dolby Atmos apparently, which is I crazy. I don't even know how that's going to yeah. work in a home environment. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. They, like, <laughs> they actually
2: had a guy from Dolby at the demo saying like we mixed this whole game in Dolby Atmos and spill. You were saying like to one of our friends like how the fuck is anyone at home even
1: gonna? Like, yeah, like, like I mean I know the, take the, like the home, of that
4: the home installations are coming, but I didn't think they were that close. <laughs> if, because... you're
1: not, if you're not familiar with Atmos, it is a comprehensive theater situation, 360 involving, degrees. Yeah, involving speakers <laughs> above you, uh, within the audience, and so on. And it's only in select cities still. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, uh, maybe for future
4: there. tournaments, perhaps.
5: Oh,
1: that could yeah, be Yeah, cool. I mean, it could be. And yeah.
4: but like. So, you know, you play a game like Battlefield and like when, you know, you hear a tank coming and it's intimidating and you hear the tank. But it's still a very real world sound, and there was a moment when you know you could hear the the chicken Ooh, walker coming, really and you, that 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 very that sound, Chick- and you see the chicken walker at one point. ATST, Matt, please, actually, get your shit together. Somebody, somebody called it a chicken walker uh, during celebration, yeah. and I actually said, "Wow, you know what? I don't think I've heard anyone use chicken walker since the '90s." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm totally gonna go back to that. <laughs> so, so,
5: but you see the chicken Fuck walker, you. And, it, <laughs>
4: and, then you, and then the soldier turns around to like run away to get some and you can hear the chicken walker do the you know I can't do it quite well but like it's such a different type of yeah it it, feels real you know it's it's not battlefield like but it is even if they even if they just skin the game Oh, it's yeah. It's not Battlefield. But either. even because... Battlefront,
5: the first couple games, wanted to be Battlefield. Yeah, yeah. So, in a weird way, I, it makes this just makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah. And,
4: and by the way, like Star Wars is a fantasy movie with a Star Wars skin on it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that is what it is. Yeah. So, stop calling it a, you know, a, a Star Wars skin on Battlefield because that's not a bad thing. Yeah.
1: They really nailed it. I'm, I can't wait to play it. It was great. I, that's really damn exciting. Um... The Luke's Film Story Group, you mentioned authenticity and realism and all that. Like, that's something that's really a big deal for them. We saw a panel called One Big Story that we'll talk about soon. But in, in it, I thought it was an interesting point to make that sort of can uh, stem out to everything we're talking about here is that the people involved in the story group, like Pablo Hidalgo, Leland Chi, um, They they are obsessed with giving an authentic feel to every element of Star Wars. So they review literally every piece of media, even if it's not canon. For example, The Old Republic currently not being uh, authorized as canon still has the story group credit because they still judge the authenticity of the content that was being created and gave them notes um, yeah, I, and I, I yeah, experienced that it was it, well there was it was a qA during <laughs> oh, yeah, death star yeah you, you worked on tiny death star yeah 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 and
2: I mean R. I, I, <laughs> yeah thank you uh, but yeah we got I mean I it was the kind of critique that you can't even get mad about as a fan because they would come back with notes like uh, the Emperor's skin tone is just this much too yellow. And I would be like, how can I get mad at that? That's fucking awesome that you know exactly the yellow that the Emperor's skin tone should be. So, like, yeah, they, they look at, Lucasfilm looks at everything.
5: Well, that, one of the big th- uh, big questions that I uh, was happy was asked at, at that panel was, um, someone brought up the exact example of, uh, they said, hey, for the latest um, like DLC or expansion for Star Wars Old Republic, it, it credits a thank you to the story, uh, you know, to the story group. Does that mean the old republic is canon? It's like, no, 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 no. They just, we have to clarify. Just because it says story group is involved, does not mean that it's officially canon. It just means that we were either uh, consulted
1: on something right. or pointed out an error. It, or <laughs> you're gonna love this, Matt. Here's a quote from Pablo Hidalgo. There's a reason hyperspace hoopla doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it's because dancing isn't an exor- uh, an experience that's authentic to Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, the the authenticity
5: that was, was a big thing uh, that they were that they were concerned. They with.
4: probably remember seeing that one miserable guy from Celebration Orlando just like absolutely ripping apart what they were doing, and that miserable guy was you, man. I. <laughs> What? what are you were the hyperspace hoopla from from MGM, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. studio. I hated you that. You were the only miserable person. in I that should be crowd. on the story group. And somehow <laughs> <laughs> Kathleen, yeah, Kathleen Kennedy, got a picture of, of you, <laughs> the of the your one, one angry, grumpy dude. Yeah, <laughs> One angry. They said, you know what? We've got to make not everyone's yeah. happy. We got to fix. She this. said, we've got to make Star Wars with this
2: guy. That's so funny <laughs> that they brought up Darth Vader dancing because that's exactly one of the things they shot down on Tiny Death Star. Was we had a sequence where if you built a certain floor and delivered. A certain person to that floor, like a Death Star disco ball would come down and start going crazy. and The stormtroopers would start dancing, and then Vader fell through the ceiling and started raving with his lightsaber, and it was <laughs> it was hilarious. It was great, and, but they were like, "Nah, Darth Vader wouldn't do that." Like, and I'm like, "No shit, Darth Vader <laughs> would not do that." <laughs> yeah, they were uh,
4: connect Star Wars. Yeah. Years ago. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, I, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, look at any of Jeffrey Brown's books. He won't do a single goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> like I just love that. It's like oh, uh, Darth Vader would rave with his saber,
4: and I'm like, "Well, come on, I know that." It's like Darth Vader only liquid dance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: yeah. No, no one playing Tiny Death Star is taking this seriously. But yeah. no, Darth Vader would only can, do
5: the robot. Can, yeah. Yeah. Can, can
1: you confirm or deny that that's why Tiny Death Star was canned? No,
2: I can't. But it had nothing. I mean, it, most people like that game. I'll, I'll
1: say that. I know they did. Yeah. I know. I know for a fact that most people like that <laughs> game.
4: <laughs> I think. I think there was a great want to start from scratch in general across the board yeah. and I think they a lot of things that were going well I'm actually surprised Old Republic hasn't received more I think just because it's bringing in and also oh. I don't think they can tell EA so directly without pissing them off
2: and I, I think another thing that had to do with it that, that it was a very um, parody-ish kind of thing um, the, I mean the Seth Green show is dead like I yeah. I think they're kind of yeah. avoiding the making a joke out of Star Wars stuff right now too yeah. Um, anything that's not serious, you know, because Commander, Star Wars Commander survived, uh, but it's not, you know, parody in any way. Um, I think they're sensitive to that after...
4: Force sensitive? Yeah. <laughs> but now, I, I hope don't... they're not trying to remove the humor too much.
1: Well, no, I, I, I just, hope just, so too. It,
5: it mostly just maybe in parody, you know, like anything that makes would be embarrassing for a Star you Wars know, fan. Th- they
1: just don't want a cutaway to an establishing shot, a monster farts, and then... Cut to interior. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. They just want to distance
3: themselves from that. Or yeah. Jar
2: Jar are, like getting farted in his face and he's going
1: woo woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Cap, Cap, you you actually asked a
5: very important question. I, that that's that's very personal to State I, of the Empire. I,
1: I did, I did. Uh, to to Leland Chi himself. To lin Chi himself. You may have seen uh, the. Uh, the the posting we did because we were we were browsing the uh, the Star Wars Celebration app and there's a Disney style pin collection thing that was happening this weekend. In fact, it was earlier in that day uh, that we, yeah. we we were at
5: the um, uh, Secrets of the Mos Eisley Cantina. Yeah, um, and they referred to.
1: Ponda Baba as Walrus Man. Yeah, like Walrus Man was in this list of pins, uh, so it was Hammerhead and Yak Face. Of course, yeah. you know, these are the names given to them by Kinner, just they're like they're slave names, if you will. Yeah. Uh, the, but, but, <laughs> every... Wow. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I love that. My name is Ponder
4: Baba. Your name's Walrus Man.
3: My name is Ponderbaba! My name's
0: Walrus Man! <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh.
5: <laughs> but... But everywhere we went during celebration, it was just Walrus Man. (laughs) But the thing is, even in the Secrets of the Monster Hunter Cantina, which was a panel all about
1: who played what creature and what was the history of that creature. My favorite thing all weekend, which we'll talk about soon. They
5: only referred to it, they didn't even hesitate. It
1: was Walrus Man. And you guys
2: will like this too. We were looking at the Funko Pop Toys, Mm -hmm. and they had a hammerhead, and it was just called Hammerhead. There you go. So it wasn't Mo on So so, so Mo, Mo,
5: what, And Ka- like what the fuck is going on? So yeah. when
1: so then, anyway, building up to so Cap, I pubu- you had your, your moment. I I, pubu- I published this article like suggesting heavily that that Pandababa was dead. <laughs> Matt had established the uh Pandababa was- conundrum in a previous episode of State of the Empire. <laughs> Uh, the, being that if they've truly wiped the Expanded Universe slate clean, then the only thing that stands for those characters that had all their uh, backstories and names given to them in Expanded Universe content was what was given to them in the Kenner toys. Yeah. And here we are at Star Wars Celebration, and all we've got is motherfucking Walrus Man. Yeah. So, so we're here with the with the story group and the one big story panel, and I, I got a chance to hit the mic, talk to Leland Chi, and I was like, Leland Chi. Is it Ponda Baba or is it Walrus Man? <laughs> like, what's going on here? Star Wars is all about characters. Wh- who do we refer to this as? And they, uh, the woman from DK it's Publishing a is there. It is, it is a crisis. <laughs> he, he whipped open the brand new Ultimate Star Wars book from DK, which it turns out is basically – you. if this might be required reading, we're going to link to it on this episode's page. It comes out in May. We have some actual physical copies. They were selling it at the show. It is the Holocron. It is Star Wars at this moment in time. It is everything that is real. If you want to know what is and isn't in Star Wars, this book has it. It's really so he, nice. he whips it open. He knows the answer, but he's being cute. He whips it open. <laughs> he scans to it. Boom. Ponda Baba. Yeah! Woo! the <laughs> bubble conundrum solved and then I talked to him afterwards I was like yeah man thank you for solving he's like yeah we're not going to change anybody's name that's just they're not even tempted
4: like someone's got to be tempted to change someone because you know there was a Mace Windu in, the, in, in Mos Eisley before what? Mace Windu what? one of the one of the little aliens his name like was Mace Windu because Mace Windu was a name that Lucas had in previous versions of the original Star Wars script you know yeah. like, he wanted like that was a character name that he had for a long time that he liked and eventually, they named one of the little Mos Eisley like citizens walking around Mace Windu. Well, when eventually he had Mace Windu in the prequels, they went back and retconned that Mace Windu was was short for Mace Windu, you know, some sort of long alien name, and then they wrote a comic story about Mace saving hit like that clan or village or whatever alien race he was and they named the child uh, that is the lucas era expanded expanded universe so good
2: that's the the lucas era in a nutshell i feel like you just did it right there
1: Well, yeah, no, because because there's but, there's situations like what they what they, uh, the crew referred to as brain guy, which is the guy within <laughs> the cantina with the big bulging oh, brain, yeah. <laughs> um, who was referred to in the trading card game as Brainiac, which obviously isn't gonna fly, <laughs> ain't gonna fly now, and and now he's got a, a totally totally new name. So uh, you know, but but I
4: nobody's named to the rename Mace Windu.
1: Like Mace Windu, a New Hope version. Well, we'll see, because this doesn't it doesn't list every official name in the Cantina. Yeah, and in fact, yeah, the sure. one
5: thing this new book, which is so great, and it lists all these other people, doesn't have Chief Bast. And I wanted no. to get in line and ask my question about Chief Bast, but the but the time ran out, and I, I didn't have the time to ask if Bast lived or died. But if we get to somehow
1: meet with him again, that will be the next question. No, no Tanika
4: sure. sisters. I didn't see the Tanika sisters. No, they're not in the
1: No, either. they're there. They're they're 100 there. They were discussed in full in the Cantina panel. They're not they're not in the book, uh, but that's fine because court like why like, not? Because they couldn't they couldn't t- tackle every single Cantina Denison. See,
5: but I, that's, that's what, what I was confusing. I can mean, I mean, no, but that's what was confusing but, about this panel is because say, oh the Tanika sisters here and Walrus Man over here. It's like what the fuck? Like he, these? <laughs> how can half of these people have the generic name and the other half keep their actual because, name? because and, and officially no
1: they only have their real names. But if she, she said it. Where's it it, it written down? Where's it written down in the code of law? Uh, Right, right (laughs) here on this episode, quoting Leland Chi. This is your. This is. But if in the official
5: book it says Ponda Baba, why did everyone else on the goddamn planet suddenly start calling him Walrus Man?
1: Hammerhead. Uh, Well, Max Acree on the Nerdy Show forums raised a really valid point. And that is that there's a lot of nostalgia for the Kenner line this year at Star Wars Celebration. That's all true. the way down to a poster at the exclusive store of the like the photo from the Power of the Force line of toys with a man a man and all that stuff what? on it. Uh, oh, like like there's just a lot of nostalgia for those Kenner toys. In fact, the proportions for all the characters in Star Wars Rebels heavily reference the proportions of the Kenner toys. Yeah, because, that's true. Like, like totally noticeable. They, they straight up said that. Like yeah. that's they oh, that's they, awesome. they they have in their in their Vader. Um, uh layouts for like you know this character sheets and all that just turnarounds uh there's a little post-it note of like here's kenner vader <laughs> that's awesome i love it yeah <laughs> so
4: it's very good cool. if i can say one more thing about that book as far Go for as it. big expanded universe fan for a long time and the nice thing i remember when i first got into the expanded universe uh I, the first book i read was the new republic and and um or the new rebellion by Kristen Kathryn rush and back then there was probably only like eight or nine Star Wars novels, and then, you know, some comic series, and obviously so there the were a Black lot... Black Fleet Crisis, was that what that uh, was? Black Fleet Crisis was out by then, okay, Thrawn right. Trilogy, it's Gen- Actually, it was, probably, it was probably more like a dozen, dozen and a half, whatever it was, but it was still a very empty universe. It was still a small universe, yeah, and then, time. you know, like, the comics were still getting underway, too. The nice thing about this Ultimate Star Wars Guide was this reset, it's almost... It actually took, did the opposite effect of me. Whereas I had kind of started to feel very lost with the whole canon being or expanded universe canon being erased. Yeah, it was suddenly like I'm back at that level where I can follow it. Yeah, you have like I have the guide of yeah. what everything currently this the status of this galaxy, yeah. which was very cool to actually like hold in your hand and they say like okay it's a really mm-hmm.
2: well-made book too you guys should check it out it's it's actually it's only 40 bucks i was <clears> expecting it to be way and, more and
1: actually it's only it's only 26 or something on amazon right now for pre-order we got boned so, <laughs> so if you want to support nerdy show you know what to do uh all of our amazon links or if you go to nerdy slash amazon all that gives back to nerdy show via your purchases if you're considering it don't hesitate um it's a, it is a very good book um other things from one big story: the huts are no longer hermaphrodites. Just a, one of the things that had to happen. Getting rid of all the fun. I always
4: thought that was a very interesting yeah. aspect. Uh, well, I mean, but, there's not saying there's but, no hermaphrodite. Right, but as a rule,
1: and the reason being that uh, that many of the stuff things that happened with huts in Clone Wars could directly contradicted uh, any yeah. possibility that they were hermaphrodites. Yeah. So they just had to wipe that slate clean. Um, let's see. I would uh, guess zero was one. Fantasy of Flight Games uh, oh, producing yeah, the, the, yeah. the, the X-Wing uh, tabletop game and the in the, in the Star Wars role-playing game currently. Um, they, the story group mentioned that they uh, they gave them some insight on the Imperial Palace and how it used to be the Jedi Temple. That's canon now. It wasn't necessarily before, but it is now. And an official illustration of that is on one of their role-playing books, on the cover of it.
4: Mm. Yeah, that's cool.
1: Uh, what What's more? To- we went to a Fantasy of Flight yeah. show. Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, they were really
5: big on uh, the X-Wing miniature game, and I haven't played it. I'm told it's really great. I, um, I've, I've heard this, many. People yeah, play. this game is exploding apparently, um, and they talked about all these crazy feature expansions. They they debuted a lot of. They debuted
1: their entire seventh wave. Yeah, and with some um, crazy shit. Yeah,
5: it's some crazy <laughs> shit that I was just like. Man, I bet if I knew how to play this game, I'd be losing my shit right now. Because <laughs> all, they dump all the stats and the miniatures on on like on the big screen and everything. One of them was, uh, which was a personal like nostalgic kick for me, was um was I believe it was the Thai Phantom from Rebel Assault Two. What? Yeah, that, like, that's already out. <laughs> what? They, they already did that.
4: Yeah. Um, it's, I, I have a question, not knowing much about, because I know like RPG source material was a level of canon in the old like, yeah viewers. Does that make the TIE Phantom exist? No. no,
5: no, 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 no. no, no. Because,
1: because that's, we're talking, that's the role, with the Jedi Temple and stuff, that was the role playing books. This is the X Wing miniatures game. All right, and the miniatures game doesn't count, is not the same as like a role playing It is role not, it is not. Not even a little bit, especially once I tell you about what what the hell is coming out in Wave 7. Yeah, do you have a list of what out, I, the new. I do. This isn't everything, but this is the highlights. They invented something called a K Wing. It is the craziest looking ship you ever have seen, and it is an ultra bomber for the rebels. Right up there, alongside it is—I uh, mean, like—it looks like a K turned on its side with all these kind of wings sprouting out. It looks deadly <laughs> as hell, like a a bomber gunship, like nice. f- a flying fortress, if you will. Uh, and then to counteract that, the Tie Punisher, a heavy oh. bomber with three capsules of like Tie capsules in <laughs> Holy it, shit looking like death, <laughs> just like well, just winged death. Yeah. Um, and there was some other ship I forget, but then also Bosk's ship.
5: Oh, sweet! And a lot
2: of the other stuff. Were Clone to... Wars? Did he have a ship at Clone Wars?
5: Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of they, they hinted that there's they're going to be digging. That's, into a, that's like... actually a Mr. Bosk to you. Mr. Bosk. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But but, but, but they but they hinted that they were going to continuously look into the expanded universe for future ships. Was it the Outrider? Was the Outrider right? exists? It's yeah. out now. So so the, yeah. like uh, people were uh, the Q and A for that. People were asking like, can we expect to see other things? And they're like, let's just say we got some plans. You uh, think they'll
2: do the Headhunter?
5: <laughs> it's not. They said nothing's really out of the question, and they, they got plans for sweet. years ahead of time. Because like when when we were freaking out over like the 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 uh, Thai Phantom and the uh, like the, the new Thai bomber, the Punisher and stuff, everyone in the audience is freaking out. And they're like, look, you guys got to realize. We were seeing these designs a year ago, yeah. so we're yeah. actually living in the future compared to where you guys are, and it's going to get nuts. So if you're a fan of the X-Wing miniature game, you're you're going to be sitting pretty for a long time. It's, it's, an, it's an expensive game. Uh, game. I, I don't doubt it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, but the um, the thing that really uh, piqued my attention was they talked about Edge of the Empire, and apparently this is like a great new system. I it's haven't played it yet. It's fantastic. Uh, the, the expansions they're going to have. I, I, I GM'd it, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's great. We'll have to talk about that in depth. Right? sometime. <laughs> yeah, <yeah, yeah>, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the new expansions they're going to be doing is um, uh, Age of Rebellion, which because if Edge of the Empire is sort of about the scum and villainy, like the bounty hunter or, or the uh, smuggler sort of uh, world, Age of Rebellion is very clearly about the, yep. re- the rebels and like, what it's like to be a pilot. And they have refined space combat rules that are very much about piloting and everything. Um, after that, they're going to be releasing, I think it was a... a uh, force and Destiny.
2: Yeah, Force and Destiny is in beta right now. You can yeah. actually buy the beta rule books. which is going to
5: be all about so, uh, powers and how yeah. to use it. Because like Age of Rebellion will not talk about force sensitivity or force powers, but uh, Force and Destiny is all about how to become a, a Jedi or a force user and ranking, like balancing. How do you get someone who's really powerful, but it's not so crazy that you're suddenly, you know, Luke Star Killer or not Luke? What's his <laughs> name? Star. What's his name? Star Killer from uh, Yeah. Uh, Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed, yeah. where you, like, you're suddenly you're Garen, throwing... Galen? Galen. Galen. Yeah, Galen, you're, you're, you're swatting... Galen Merrick. Uh, uh, Imperial uh, Star Destroyers out of the sky. Like, yeah. like, like Star Flies. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, and
2: what's beautiful about those systems, too, is they all work together.
5: Exactly. So I was going to say, it sounds a lot like uh, the World of Darkness and mixing over with like the werewolves and the mummies and like all yeah. this other stuff. So you could literally have a character who is from... Edge of the Empire, and then you start playing with everyone else who yeah. it's is a persistent playing, character whatever. That can move. Yeah, every so game. It's, but you, so you don't have to uh, switch over, which I thought was really cool, yes. and I'm looking forward to looking at those rules. It's a lot of fun. After that, it
1: was a bunch of rebels panels, and uh, well, the- yeah, and a couple books I want to mention. It was announced the Marvel panel that Greg Rucka is writing the Shattered Empire book that takes place immediately following Return of the Jedi. It's coming out this September from Marvel. Rucka is. I mean, just like everybody else who's been on these Marvel books, one of the ultimate power players. He is one of the best writers out there. So, super excited about that. Also, there's a Battlefront tie-in coming out from Del Rey called Twilight Company. Yeah.
4: It there was a, a small Del Rey sampler book that was being passed around the floor, and
1: uh, you gleaned some insights from that, didn't you?
4: Yeah, actually, it picked that. It was. It, from what I could gather in the brief statement was that Twilight Company kind of covers the retreats of the Rebellion following the Battle of Yavin. Like, they kind of come in to help with the evacuations of these bases as they're running from system to system to avoid, you know, Vader's clutches. And I think, that, I mean, that's that sounds to me like a great, gritty precursor to not just Battlefront, but the idea of, of Rogue One and these yeah. gritty wars on the ground. I mean, it's... It, you know, I think it, in some ways it's another shameless video game novel time. But you know what? Some some of the Star Wars ones have been great. And, some and of the old Republic old Republic books were great. Um, the the uh, Republic Commando series ended up being like no offense to Republic Commando game, but ended up being you know five times better than the game was, and added a lot to the continuity at the time. And so. uh,
1: Hidalgo said he's that he and the story group are vehemently against the idea of novels just to fill gaps. So everything has to have its own unique value.
4: Yeah, and I heard Del Delray also said um, that big events, big galactic events will not be confined to just films, which I... I feel a little skeptical about but I'm still excited I, you know, to see it. Well, I'm skeptical from the Disney aspect of it. I'm not skeptical because I know they've done it before. New Jedi Order. Oh, well, yeah, they've done it before, but... Yeah, New Jedi Order was a scale much bigger than the Galactic Civil War itself. Totally. You know, yeah. and, and they, they pulled it off. For better or worse, some of the novels weren't great, but for better or worse, they added so much to the universe that almost yep. overshadowed the actual... Galactic Civil War itself. Well, so. be, well,
5: the, the the key is that if if they do something that's on a grand scale in a book and it takes off and it's really popular, we'll just turn it into a movie. Gosh,
4: that'd be uh, that'd be cool too. <clears throat> and uh, you know, who knows? I mean, they also said you know they, they're not ruling out the return of characters. So maybe Thrawn shows up in a new novel series. Maybe mm-hmm. Thrawn shows up in a film. Maybe Thrawn's the bad guy in Rogue One. Yeah. I don't know, like. At some point, they will borrow. George borrowed from the expanded universe.
1: They straight up said uh, legends are a viable source for info. Yeah, in one big story. As
4: as much bad stuff as there was in there, there was tons of great stuff.
1: So, you know,
4: it's it's certainly something that you know we should we can keep our eyes on in in the future.
1: So, uh, like Doug was saying, a lot of there's just a lot more rebel stuff, though. A lot of it does tie into the um, preview. Than um, well, or the uh, for for uh, season two in general. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, other other than Freddie Prince Jr. got the scar on his chin playing Star Wars with like a broom handle or something or like a pipe. Oh yeah, know. yeah. Like, you, sh- you talk about uh, how how we
5: both were surprised by Freddie Prince Jr. sort of uh, unmasked as a
1: as a real dork. No, like I mean, like really really legit nerd. <laughs> At one point, Filoni's <laughs> monologuing and, and Prince Junior's like, oh, you use the word malevolence. Isn't that the, the name of uh, Grievous' ship?
5: <laughs> and Feloni was like, I think you're right. And, it's just like, and he's like, well, I, you know, whatever. Just be a just Star Wars fan. think you're man. right, yeah. Filoni. No,
1: F- yeah. Filoni relies entirely on Pablo Hidalgo to fill in the blanks you should have seen it he was like what was the thing we did with this stuff <laughs> and, 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 and Pablo was just like oh it was this he's like yeah that's right thank you he, But I would hope the Malevolence one's weird
4: though because that was a, a three a key, that was a three episode arc in Clone Wars where the episodes were called like Rise Shadow of Malevolence yeah Rise of Malevolence yeah. Shadow of Malevolence yeah. like, Fall of Malevolence I, I
5: hope Poloni <laughs> knows that yeah, yeah. I hope so
1: uh, it was,
5: you need to be surprised <laughs> at, at how much he was
1: he's uh, a guy who has a lot on his mind yeah, but, but yeah, he, he yeah, throws out yeah, some right. cool Stuff for example, uh, the Wookies in, in one of the clips we saw the animatics from unused Clone Wars episodes were fighting net ca- casters, which are enemies from Kotor that he remembered really hating. So he stuck them in the episode. Uh, man, it just were, were,
4: you think, think Felloni went light side or dark side for uh, for Light. Uh, light. Okay. He gets compared <laughs> to a Sith
1: Lord an awful lot, but mostly because of his deception. Nah, he would have gone. He would have gone light. Yeah, I, I know think, he would. Just,
4: just
5: based on the way. He t- the personality that came through which I gotta say I I didn't know anything about Dave Felity going into celebration I was just like he's got a cowboy hat and now he's apparently he's the new George Lucas whatever but, <laughs> but when uh but when he, you see him talk and you see the genuine passion he has and uh, he I, I, I don't wanna, I don't want to this is gonna sound like a, a a knock against him but almost childlike totally and yeah, yeah yeah but but in a good way um, he's, he seems like a good fit and uh, made me a fan so
1: my favorite panel probably uh well last thing we're going to talk before we before we close the blast doors and throw out the spoilers <laughs> yeah uh, um uh the cantina um uh what do they, they call it cantina archaeology um they called they called it a lot of things it was, it the was secrets it was, of the moss
5: cantina yeah, yeah. It,
1: had, it had many names and this is an ongoing thing i actually didn't see it the first time around they did it in orlando um it is the pastime of pablo hidalgo of lucasfilm story group and uh, tom spina who is a Uh, mask and effect expert who's done all of the cantina reproductions for all the nerdist stuff and everything pertaining to like cantina sight gags and so on. Uh, They love to pick apart all the background stuff going on in the Star Wars Cantina because it was a really strange shoot. Uh, It was first filmed in England, which is where you see most of the shots with human characters. And then there were pickup shots later on in, uh, in California because Lucas was understandably really unhappy with the 1960s Doctor Who quality of bullshit going on in the right, Star Wars right. Cantina he wanted it to look like an alien world so there were two separate shoots all this different stuff going on a bunch of unidentified people in the background you can just see in all these different shots so many weird eccentricities guy, many, many people playing multiple aliens under the mask Yeah, like, uh, it was nice. So they've, they've 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 Spina has restored classic masks from them. They've tracked down stuff and restored it. We found out that holiday special used the original props but repainted many of them, ruining the originals. Um, if you, if, you know, like, if you, if you want a new reason to hate the holiday special, that production was cursed. <laughs> yeah. A new
4: reason to hate it. That's the first and only reason. Yeah, I watch it every year.
1: <laughs> I legitimately watch it every year, and you also empty Hello. a bottle of Jack. <laughs> 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 we've well, we've got some uh, aspects of this posted in our our, our secrets from uh, from well, I don't know, I don't know what we're gonna call it yet. I haven't I haven't written I haven't finished writing it yet, but our uh, our, our our article of, of weird nuanced things from celebration. Um, yeah, so you'll get more details from some of the cool stuff we saw here. But this ty- uh, uh, some cool things happened. There was a raffle where they, as they had done in the, their past panel named a random-ass character from the background of the cantina. A guy won, and they sort of Star wars his name. So there's a character who is called Little Aunt Beru,
3: who uh, Because they didn't have a name. They,
1: they didn't have a name. It was just a nickname that was assigned to this character online. Uh, was also uh, referred to as girlfriend of the quote and I, I quote Flash Gordon Midget, not my words. Yeah, problematic. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, in fact, that was not true because the character who was referred to as the Flash Gordon Midget and his, his girlfriend actually played Cade, the little bat creature. Uh, and, uh, in fact, this Cabe. was... Cabe? Sorry, Cabe. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm no problem How with How you forget Cabe? Um, Cabe a booftak, man. Uh, the, uh, little Amperoo was actually a man. And uh, from from as as with many of the characters from uh, from the cantina in the the Great Britain shots, uh, cast from an agency called the Ugly Agency,
3: where where <laughs> what?
1: where, where weird faced people come from. Question: Do they
2: still exist? Yes. Second question: Are they accepting applications?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so little amperu is now called. and This is just my phonetic recreation because they didn't write this anywhere. Uh, Domino D'Omali um, I went to high school with that guy <laughs> No, that's the Bond
3: girl
2: from Thunderball <laughs> One of these days for these panels, I hope they ask the person to name it and he just goes like Phil <laughs> Boba <laughs> Fett <laughs> Call
5: You Bob can't Fett. name
1: him Phil little little Boba Fett <laughs> <laughs> Boba
5: Fett too <laughs> <laughs> Alright, general cast Wait, so...
1: But you know what's cool about this cantina thing? This ties into Willow Watch <laughs> Matt, your face looks in disbelief. Are you not familiar with Willow Watch? Uh, Is this like an Apple Watch competitor? Shut your (laughs) fucking
5: gave, He didn't even wait for us to laugh. The push, he just gave a face like... "Eh? Eh? Eh?"
1: (laughs) Willow Watch is where we look for signs that the Willow 2 sequel will be here someday and we firmly believe that it will. Unfortunately, we weren't in a position to... uh, you know, goad all of these people here to give us the secrets of when and where Willow Two will be released. And uh, it, it's safe to say we reached out to JJ Abrams, Kathleen Kennedy for comment and they refused to comment. That is true. We did actually do <laughs> that. Um <laughs> Take that for what it's worth. <laughs> and uh and unfortunately you know, unfortunately it certainly wasn't a denial. <laughs> you know while, while I have my theories about the Boba Fett thing, if it is in fact a Star Wars film, it's also part of me thinks the Josh Trank film could be Willow Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a Which bomb, would bomb that would have dropped would, would once
4: again and throw willow into the star wars universe where it belongs in my opinion i'm the only one who shares that <laughs> opinion. but here's Nobody what else.
1: we got yeah. we don't as usual we don't have any confirmations direct confirmations just many many sightings but here's the deal did you know did you know that lug lug from willow is in the star wars cantina
4: I rest my case, people. Magic, is, <laughs> magic,
2: <laughs> and what Willow. a breed! Ma- magic
1: and Willow is the force.
2: Here's the thing: I'm totally down with this because it means Val is in the Star Wars universe, <laughs> <laughs> and that makes me very happy.
1: No, no, wait, but so now the what was the actor's name? Lug was played by Big Ron Tarr, and he actually played the, a fellow known as Scruffy Guy in the background of the Jabba sequences. In the original Jabba sequence, you can still see him in the special edition version. He's a dude in the background near the landing gear with a huge beard. beard. Come
4: my boy! And now you know why George put those scenes back in the special edition. It's so that he could grab Willow into that universe. But he's also
1: in the cantina as well, in the background. As is all the other uh, Jabba flunkies from that scene in a lot of the deleted footage. Uh, relating to the, the cantina shots but, from the UK shoot. No wonder they knew to surround the Falcon and everybody knew he was there. They all
3: called <laughs> got on their you know, It's like, dude, phones. he, he ain't hiding from anybody. Yeah, we all Han's know. know. Han's in the cantina and he
4: just <laughs> shot Rito. Half <laughs> of them were calling there like, well, Rito tried to shoot him but then Han shot him. <laughs> So uh, unfortunately, this, we're not really clear who shot who, yeah. but uh,
5: way,
2: shot you know, it, wait, it wait, wait! One of them is like, wait, no, they shot at the same time. <laughs> <It's> like, <yeah. laughs> shot at we the same
4: time. No, you idiot! Han shot first. Yeah. Like, I swear, Han like moved his head ridiculously.
3: this is shit.
1: We need
4: to write that now. It's like the three different points of view
5: on what happened.
1: <laughs> Reporting no, the job. That's drama. it. We we explain it. We got our yeah. no prize. <laughs> <laughs> all, all three versions are true. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars is just what Josh was flunky Jabba's flunkies was reporting back to him uh, anyway that is unfortunately all we have for Willow Watch but hey there's always next time we to have to close the blast doors on this uh, well before we go I gotta give a shout out to some brand new Patreon supporters we got oh right on a longtime nerdy show supporter Caitlin Kruger coming in here and also Josh Hufford thank you guys so much if you would like to support Nerdy Show, State of the Empire, any of the programming we do here on the Nerdy Show Network, we are entirely listener-supported. If you go to patreon.com slash nerdy show, you can check out all the cool stuff we'll give you if you support, for even just a dollar, you get a smorgasbord of cool stuff. And that is a really hard word to say, yeah, honestly. tough. Uh, so, so, you know... Smorgasbord. Let, let's, <laughs> let, let's do you do, do you want that? Well, you can have it. Patreon.com slash nerdy show. Or... If you can't afford to contribute every month but you want to support the show, just go to nerdyshow.com slash Amazon, link through to our Amazon store. Anything you add to your cart and then purchase will contribute in some small way back to the Nerdy Show network.
4: I bought a PlayStation through the uh, Nerdy Show link.
1: That really- did not go unnoticed. <laughs> <laughs> I
5: bought I bought some food, like groceries and stuff, every once in a while just to see how it goes yeah, People buy
1: yeah. anything and everything, lawn furniture, dog food, children's supplies. Real dolls. <laughs> uh, you can you can purchase bad dragon dildos through Amazon now, so I know all, all your dreams can come true. Go home. on. <laughs> <laughs> what else is there to say? Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> uh, so, yes, we're going to close the blast doors. If you're just if you're tuning out now, thank you so much for listening. If you want to know what's beyond the blast doors, well, we're going to be talking about everything we saw. Spoilers in, alert! All yeah alert. in the uh, in the season. To premiere of Star Wars Rebels, as well as our hardcore theories, and if we have anything more for Episode Seven. Um, so, if you if you're tuning out, thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure. Tune in again for the next state of the Empire. And uh, otherwise, open the blast doors. Open the blast doors. <laughs>
5: <laughs> or is it closing? close them? Closing them. Close them.
1: Well, there. We're opening the blast. If, if anybody is coming in with us, we're opening the blast doors. But they're be- not
5: even closed yet. We gotta close yeah, them. Yeah, we first. gotta close
1: them first. And so hop how- in,
5: hop in now, no, no. and yeah, now let's and, close
1: it. Yeah, I don't even bother. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think blast doors might not be the right analogy. We'll come up <laughs> we with it. We will perfect this. Send in thing.
1: your analogies, your Star Wars analogies for when we throw up the spoiler wall. It's a rock! <laughs> <laughs> the trash compactor.
4: Well, it's like the, the Death Star deflector shield. The shield is down. Yeah, should... I don't know. We need to blow mm, all to crap. Blow pull the up! The <laughs> base on the
1: all right, all right, all spoilers right. Spoilers came from behind.
2: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's too many of them. There's Too many spoilers. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, episode seven trailer. Uh, like we said, basically confirmed all the theories we had last time. Um, but very much thinking that um, Kylo Ren goes to the grave of Vader and his, so, his lightsaber is is Vader's lightsaber put back together with holes. I, that's my theory. What you, uh,
2: I don't I, know about Vader's. Looking at the physical saber at the Force huh, Awakens before, exhibit,
4: before, Don't call it necessarily fi- the physical saber. 3D print of it, which I'm now starting to wonder if it's the scale.
2: When, I, when they say 3D print, I, I assume that's, that meant that was the process they used to create the prop. Because all the other costumes had like the materials that were used to
1: craft the costumes. Yeah, that's I, what I assumed. Yeah, that the I thought it was a dummy prop for like faraway shots that, or something
5: that, like that. Yeah, yeah, no, I just to clarify, I think when they say 3D printed lightsaber, this is not the this is not in other words the hero lightsaber. Sure, but it's this like isn't a, the one for close up. This a is stunt prop.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm.
5: yeah, but but the design and with and yeah, beats the scale. I yeah, assume.
2: yeah, oh, it have to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ones that were, are used in shots that in, it's in not that, In that case,
4: I feel like it's wasting time to be Vader's because Vader's is saber large. Is, is very, very large. Yeah. Hmm. So but yeah, I'm, I,
5: I'm, I'm wrong. Well, but, <laughs> well, well, no, I, no, no, no. You're not, you could not, maybe not entirely because if you don't know how a lightsaber is made because you haven't been trained by a Jedi or a Sith...
1: And you go to uh, the remains of where Lord Vader was. It's like you're putting together yeah. some IKEA furniture, and you just use you, you have what all of these parts for. Yeah. <laughs> does, Vader,
4: does Vader's saber fall down the Death Star shaft?
5: That's the question. I do, I, I don't really know. Uh, Luke was hitting on him and, and uh, uh, cut his hand off. Ooh, that's a good. That's a great question. Yeah. Well, I think that would
4: would tie. That would that would seal the deal. Although
2: you know, to be honest, uh, Luke's saber, aka Anakin's saber in Empire Strikes Back, falls through the. Cloud City. And uh, now and it's now
5: out. It looks in like the wild, back. yeah. So, hmm. <laughs> it's probably picked up by somebody
1: in Cloud Kylo City. Kylo's just
2: sitting underneath Cloud City with his hands up like, come on. Come, come on, like it, catch if,
1: if it farted out one of those tubes in Vespin <laughs> wouldn't it have fallen down to like the what the molten core of the planet? Or well, no,
5: no, 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 no. It doesn't have to necessarily come out of those tubes and then out into the atmosphere. It could have landed in literally anywhere, yeah. like in an air vent, and yeah. then literally like ten years later, someone's like, "Man, there's a rattling
4: in the air vent. <laughs> Open it up. What and the, the fuck and I, is and this?" The like, whee! <laughs> yeah. When Luke comes out the bottom of Cloud City and he gets on the weather vane, something falls down. What is
1: does it? Fall, yeah, uh, his hand meat. Is it the hand? <laughs> I don't I know. Wait, wait, wait. Well, what? I don't remember anything
5: don't remember falling. Anything
4: falling
1: yeah.
5: I, I'm fairly certain. Something yeah, comes. I am too. Dude, but the, the co- no, 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 no. Because
4: when he's like on, when he's kneeling on that thing inside the tube, his hand and his lightsaber aren't with him. I'm I'm like like 95 confident something falls because it always bothered me as a kid assuming it was the hand.
1: Yeah, no, I, I had the same thought. I don't know. I don't. Well, wonder. it's it's 50 50. So if you if you know, review the review the footage. We're not in a position to do that right now. Let us know what or, you find. Also, Um,
4: throughout Star Wars: Expand the Universe, mm -hmm. the Emperor retrieved his hand and uh, kept it in a storage room, and it was eventually used to clone Luke. So, uh, you know, there those rumors exist about Kylo Ren. Yeah, they do exist. So, uh, that that would be interesting. You know. um... Oh shit!
1: What you got? (laughs) The call sheet. Right, I forgot about the call sheet, motherfucker. Okay, guys, guess what. The call sheet for this film leaked. Yeah. We got so much to talk about. Yeah. And there's a,
5: there's a listing on that call sheet that says Young Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Flashback. Yeah. <laughs> Flashback. That could, you know, whatever. That could be anything. Like, they list what, on, on the fucking Dark Knight uh, uh, schedule. It's listed as a different movie. I have anything a theory to throw it off.
2: that the shot of Luke in the new teaser is Young Luke. Saying goodbye to R2. Saying goodbye to R2.
5: That's a good theory. Yeah.
4: I could buy that. But what's with the hand? Also, that, that that one bothers me too. Is why why suddenly is is he going robot hand? <laughs> it looks fucking rad.
1: Maybe it, it maybe does, it, I, did, did no, it burn I, off when he was lighting the fire? To, to it burn... it looks and, uh... fucking cool. Well, I mean, it just looks cool. Uh, here's the info did we, we ever have: see the new info. His
4: hand know, was it after it turns out after he gets electrocuted? Do we ever see his hand or is it behind gloves? Oh, the electric. Yeah, if it was electric, uh, it's always behind gloves.
2: Yeah. Is it well, that, that sequence? In the beginning of yeah. Return of the Jedi when he gets shot in the hand.
4: Well, I'm just wondering about that fight. I can't remember if he has hands You don't you don't gloves. see it take you don't see him take off the glove. From that to the end of the film, he keeps the gloves on. So I mean maybe he just doesn't have he decided not to put any more meat on it. <laughs> and if he got if you're getting electrocuted by Yeah, we're the idea by, uh, that he's in exile. I mean if he, if we think he really left that quickly after Endor. What if he got an upgrade? An upgrade okay. to a creepy
2: looking hand? Oh, it looks awesome.
4: I mean, Annie, Annie didn't use uh, any skin.
5: But that her. was like prequel era. They didn't have the technology or whatever. Maybe it was like... It was like I oh, actually, no, I just simply believe that Anakin thought it was too badass to, to, like, <laughs> to say no. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think
1: the chicks would have dug it though.
3: And, uh, well, he so, had his chick by that point. But,
1: yeah, but that's what was... the whole That movie's flawed. We're moving on. <laughs> <so>. uh, <laughs> All right, we got Queen Leia officially on the call sheet. Um, there's a character... Uh, Annie is credit as a character called Uber. Um, there's... The uh, Captain Phasma,
4: which is the chrome, most likely the chrome stormtrooper, which is being played by Gwendolyn Christie. Most not none of this confirmed, but that, as a lot of people have said, we've seen Gwendolyn Christie a lot in armor lately, and that looks like Gwendolyn Christie in chrome trooper armor. And she is an amazing presence, and I'm really looking forward to that character.
2: I've been reading pretty much every (laughs) spoiler thing ever uh, of this movie, and it's crazy how these trailers really. Start to add up with some of the stuff. Not, not to mention,
4: yeah. it's easy to say it's accurate based on Abrams, like not publicly admitting, but rumored to be admitting that he's terrified about the movie being completely spoiled before it comes out. Yeah. Which is why he wanted it moved back up to the summer. And Disney was like, no, this is, that's a, this is Avengers season. Let's make a billion dollars now, and we want to make a billion dollars in the summer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is fine. It's only going to be uh, spoiled for crazy diehards like us who've been, like, prying where we yeah. genuinely yeah. shouldn't yeah. do. Yeah. General populace is going to have um, no unless,
4: idea. Unless there's a Kylo Ren-associated twist or other things that we've heard that, I mean, if we're... You know, going with like, I mean, if we're really behind the, you know, the the you know, the deflector shields down or whatever this is. Before, like, <laughs> yeah. If this is really Han's last stand, yeah, and this gets spoiled, that will be a big deal, and yeah. Abrams will. Which, uh,
5: th- with Han's uh, uh, supposed demise, Han Solo was featured prominently all over
1: Celebration, and I might mm-hmm. add, if you're a, f- a fan of uh, Paula's dead Beatles conspiracies. Half of of his face was shrouded in shadow, so, uh, that could suggest something.
4: (laughs) And we couldn't see his shoes, they might have been
5: (laughs) Yeah, and he's also in, like, this classic action pose. It's like, it's almost as if they're trying to say, Ah, yes, Han Solo, the way you remember him. May he always be remembered this way, because it's,
1: uh... Didn't look like a lightsaber, though. Uh, Matt and I are reviewing the brand new digital versions of the Star Wars trilogy, which you can purchase through our Amazon links, uh... And there is a, a shot of nothing but an object falling. Yeah, it but it doesn't look like a saber. But give it, it to me. Put it over here. Like I said, hold it, on, hold on. I'm as reminded. a
4: child, it horrified me that it might have been his hand. I never thought it was the lightsaber. Because I didn't think it looked like one. I was horrified to think like... that it might have been the hand. I think it might But have been so much hand.
5: time passes between when he cuts the hand off yeah, and Yeah, and, and he does, does the whole like arcing fall... Um, Which may or may not be him using the force yeah. like i don 't know you know what
4: the worst part is is this is i 'm sure this is a confirmed thing that everyone knows, and it's, and it's star wars fact, but we we are just four pe- four experts who don't know what it is <laughs> so
1: I'm sure Filoni doesn't know. We're, whatever. So there's yeah. nothing with him there. Apollo nothing. Hidalgo Look, knows he's him. going he down the tube.
5: Nothing, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. He's going down the tube. Still nothing. Yeah,
1: I know. There's nothing until there's something. There's a whole shot dedicated yeah. to it. I oh,
5: think it's, it's his blaster. gun. It might be his blaster. Yeah. Because the blaster's still in his holster at this point. And the trap doors are going to open. Boom, there he goes. Watch the shot. And man. he slips down. He spills out. Boom, he hits
1: the thing. And? Yeah, what is that thing? <laughs> <laughs> that's not. That's not. That is not a lightsaber. It's not a lightsaber.
4: Yeah, no, it's not. I've, I've never thought it was a lightsaber. That that one goes down in the USA, <laughs> Empire Hall. What here. is that? Thing? <laughs> what
5: what the hell is that thing? Yeah,
2: I don't know.
1: It looks like a chunk. It looks like a. <laughs>
5: It looks like part of a clothing or something. Yeah, it looks like. Some, if you know. guys
1: know, please do write in. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna persevere on. Uh, like so, yeah, young Luke Skywalker is on this list. I don't know uh, what else there is to say other than like. There's also not a stunt double for Han Solo on that list. <laughs> there probably should have been.
2: No. <laughs> Just saying. Um, every other character except Luke and Han have stunt or Leia have
1: stunt doubles. I think. I think Chewie has stunt double too. It's cool. She was do some shit. Yeah. Uh, so, should we move on to Rebels, or do we have? I mean, we could we could talk at in like length forever, forever yeah. about what this movie might entail. But we did that last episode. Uh, Rebels. Wow. All the stuff you see in the trailer, almost all of it, a hu- well a huge chunk of it before you see Captain Rex in it is all in the first episode. That confrontation with Vader, first episode. Crazy. Super crazy. Ahsoka hanging out with them, like. Uh man and and they leave Lothal. They're gone. Like and they're not coming back anytime soon. This season 22 episodes starting in summer. No no date yet, no specific date. Um and it looks like like you know, I like a shorter season. 22 episodes is kind of scary. But you can tell watching this and and just in the notion that it goes to different places, the budget is through the roof now. Every everything they suffered through to get that first season done of 13 episodes doesn't matter. They've been paid in full.
5: I'm sure they would disagree that it's through the roof.
1: I'm sure they. I'm
5: sure it's been a large oh, I, upgrade. Yeah.
1: Don't get me wrong, but I'm sure they would would like more. It looks it, like they're going somewhere new every episode. Yeah. And that all kinds of new assets are being made. Um, Which leads me
4: to believe the the Lego. I, I
1: mentioned this to you briefly. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What did you see
4: uh, in the Lego uh, like store section at on the show floor? There was a Canaan. With a bunch of Wookiees on Kashyyyk playset.
3: Ooh.
4: And what the thing is, is they had an Inquisitor minifig with it.
2: No, it wasn't a minifig. It was like the logo for Lego Rebels on the oh, back. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, yeah. Oh,
4: then then, okay, then that's complete. Then they're definitely going to Kashyyyk with, yeah. with the Wookiees in this. Oh, maybe we're going to see the monkeys. I bet you we see the monkeys. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's, that's cool. cool. So, like the, 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 band? the, the band? Yes, definitely. Sweet. You know, <laughs> Dave Jones. <yeah>. Mickey Dolies. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And the. This episode of Rebels, and I'm sure the entire season, is heavily reminiscent of Empire Strikes Back.
1: They, they straight up said in the press conference, or, or at some point, this this is going to be the characters' Empire Strikes Back this whole season.
4: You know, I that mean, like that the duel at the end, or actually midpoint, really of that episode. Um, not only was it reminiscent of Empire, but I was trying to pay attention, like, by getting distracted. I really felt they were also obeying the old George Lucas lightsaber fight rules of the heroes only moving left to right and villains moving right to left like I'd like to go back and look at it obviously when it premieres but like it, it there's so much the color palette of the episode was like slowly changing mm-hmm. like from the Lothal like orange and purples to like like the orange kind of left towards the episode and then by the end it was
1: just like it was blue
4: and it, I think like everything's like changing about the show and it's just
5: it's, it's, it's really amazing. Uh,
1: like. Uh we see—it the, the, starts with the Rebels with a, a small fleet, this fleet from the end of the, uh, the last episode of season one. We see A-wing squadrons and so on, and they go off to Lothal, and um, uh, because that uh, that governor or chancellor or whatever she is, she's in trouble. She's actually fearing for her life and is actually petitioning the Rebels, like, I'll give you secrets. Get me off this. She knows Vader's going to kill her because Vader—you see all these, all these amazing scenes of Vader with the James Earl Jones voice and everything on Lothal— Raising hell, and they're like, "Oh my God, we have to go back. We have to. This is it's worth the risk, and it is a trap." And Vader strings them along so long. They do all these jump. You can
5: tell he's been doing this for years.
1: They jump. They have to jump through all these hoops and think they're overcoming all these obstacles and so on. they're just playing into his hands. And then he takes his tie advance, flies out to their fleet after he tracks them, and annihilates the almost the entire Phoenix squadron of, of A wings. And one of the cruisers.
4: Yeah, the original... One ship. The Battle of Yavin, I mean, obviously they established that Vader's good pilot, but he was also, for the most part, fighting X-Wings in a trench. And, you know, we know he's supposed to be a good pilot, and we know he's supposed to be, you know, like, I mean, really, we saw he was an ace in the prequels and everything, well, it, this he, was the first time to see Darth Vader in a TIE yeah. advance, yeah. fuck shit up, the badass that he is. Flying well, like Anakin in,
5: flew. In a, in a New Hope, it was quite literally like shooting fish in a barrel. Like, he just mowed through, yeah. you know, everyone mm-hmm. but Luke. So, seeing him take on an entire uh, rebel miniature fleet basically like a whole bunch of a-wings in that
4: and the corley uh the corvette is like who i honestly thought was someone like was a group being portrayed as like a new series of like heroic badasses that we were gonna get to know yeah and then no they're all done (laughs) like oh it was great and you know essentially now that i think about it they were faceless yeah now the helmets on and everything
5: yeah
1: though the turnarounds that we saw during the uh, final rebels uh past present and future panel showcased some faces on some A-Wing pilots.
5: Oh, so, we'll see what happens. But Vader was so Vader. Like, they didn't soften him up or anything. It was perfect. Yeah.
3: episode
5: was...
4: It was great.
1: It was great. And, and beyond that, we saw at this past, present, and future panel, we saw clips from other upcoming episodes, including uh, the episode with Captain Rex. Now, there was a huge response. Characters from the Clone Wars are appearing. They're bridging... The two series, they're bridging the two eras, and they're doing it really well. I didn't care for what I saw of the Clone Wars, and I didn't follow it. But I know a lot of people have a lot of feelings. In fact, um, we talked to um, a woman who just the very mention of her theory about how Ahsoka might die and other things, she started crying. Mm -hmm. So we we talked to her about why why Ahsoka Ahsoka means to her what she does, and it's simple fact of having grown up with her. And I think a lot of people like that Ahsoka grew. Mm-hmm. as a person and now she's a, a woman and she's a capable warrior and and actually Filoni gave us a, a lot of insight into what's gone down with her the armor she's wearing and everything is artifacts from various Jedi temples that she scavenged her two white sabers have a tinge of blue but they're older sabers they have a curved blade she's modeled after female samurai and they're white because the kyber the kyber crystals um so they, they sort of reflect
5: your personality. Yeah, the color
1: know. attunes to you when you're a Padawan, like getting them for the first time, and uh these are things she scavenged because her lightsaber was taken away from her when she left the order.
3: So,
4: yeah. so you train to be a Jedi and then you turn on your saber for the first time and then it attunes red. Well the <laughs> thing like, Oh shit.
5: Well, by by the time you build it, they kind of they probably already know yeah. what it's gonna be. Uh he even joke he even told a joke where it's like, you know, oh if you're if you're one kind of Jedi um, like you're, you're more of a fighter, it would go blue. But if you're more of the philosophical, it might go green. Mace Windu, his was purple. That probably surprised a lot of people. <laughs> like there's there's really no explanation.
1: Matt and figured it out. He got a freeze frame. It is totally his blaster.
5: Yeah, we were trying to find that too. Uh, yeah, the the thing that falls out of uh, you know, Luke's so holster.
4: I'm looking at that too. And someone like the top rated comment on Yahoo Answers was that supposedly it was originally intended to be Luke's hand clutching the lightsaber still, but apparently the. Rating of the movie to PG made them have to manipulate it in post or something like that. Oh, to wow! The blaster.
5: Wow. Does he still have his blaster in his holster when he's trying to climb back inside? That's the question.
1: Uh, fair question. You you can pull it up. And I will continue, we'll, we'll, continue, we'll, research <laughs> <it>. continue researching. Continue <laughs> researching while we discuss this. Um, so, all that Ahsoka stuff. Very very cool. Um,
4: you know, that's actually the Sabers. I, you know what? Maybe that's Kathleen Kennedy had mentioned in the Rogue One panel that. Rebels does. being concurrent with Rogue One huh. is um, that it's it it opens possibilities. Just the simple fact that it's a unified story going on. Yeah. It didn't necessarily mean anything. Doesn't mean there's any Rebels crossover but I wonder if simply the the hints that we're still getting about those Kyber crystals and the way it evolved from being a Jedi lightsaber It's too heavy. The, Super they're leaning lasers, on it too heavy. They are. But also like ever, almost like a Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with the Inhumans thing. Like yeah. they, they lean on it enough to make you keep remembering it. I wonder if that's what in Rogue One, like, you know, script is obviously kind of, you know, like, in some sort of done phase, at least, you know, drafts of it and whatnot, and they're in pre-production, if we will get some sort of semblance of, you know, that whole concept of, of the Star Super Laser is essentially a jedi lightsaber.
1: Yeah, maybe so, maybe so, because I think that that could be a huge, a huge element. Um we also—so uh, one of the major questions after the trailer was, oh my god, what is going to happen if Ahsoka and Vader are in the same place? They confront that immediately. Anything you thought they were going to drag on in this first episode, bam, there it is. Ahsoka realizes who it is, or at least has a very good idea. The chances are high. <clears throat> and Vader straight up knows she's out there. Yeah, yeah. And he tells the Emperor— The apprentice lives. Anakin, Anakin Skywalker's apprentice lives.
5: It's like good. We'll bring her in and, and see if he, she knows the whereabouts you know of other Jedi he, that are she, unaccounted for. He <laughs>
4: doesn't even sound shocked. He sounds satisfied that yeah. he's going to have the chance to, to kill her. To, yeah, to kill her, to find Kenobi, to yeah. like whatever.
1: And, and here's the thing: as Doug was leading up to, his next question is. Wait, you mean like Ben Kenobi could be still alive? Because I could kill him too. <laughs> yeah, now
2: Those are the exact lines you said. <laughs> no, not exactly.
5: You know, <laughs> it was in the spirit of for sure. He
4: was
2: just saying, Kenobi's still alive? <laughs> he
4: was saying he's alive? I also like the idea, like, you know, A New Hope kind of gives you the idea that they, they thought he was dead for sure.
5: Yeah.
4: You know, like, and, and once again, timing wise, it doesn't make sense. Like, it was only, you know, 20 years later. I mean, Duke could totally still be alive. And Tarkin even dismisses it. Well but Order Sixty
5: Six happened and as far as uh but the clones sh- knew, they said, Oh, he shot him and he
4: fucking fell. Well, but then he he showed up to to fight Vader. So Vader knew that he that's a good point. fight. Yeah. But then in a
2: new hope, how the presence I, I haven't helped. felt since
4: Yeah, and and, and and even, you know, Palpatine knew Yoda got away. Yeah. So like I mean it's weird that like it's kinda of weird. I mean the the explanation within old canon was they simply not a threat. Like they had lost the right. tenth or two left, doesn't matter.
5: But that would suggest that Vader—it's a personal thing. It is. It's like you know, I really do think it is. I think
4: he—he's obsessed with the idea of eradicating everything, Anakin Skywalker, which includes the Jedi Order, mm-hmm. any remnants whatsoever, and just get rid of everything of his past life. Yeah. So I think that it is an obsession. Yeah. I'd agree.
1: It was a very, very powerful scene. Like very powerful episode in general. Like it was, it was the real deal. It was, it was crazy. Um, and we also saw additional clips, including. A, uh, the first test of a B-Wing Ever And they used It was a, it was a not finished scene They used temp music from Rocketeer oh, Wait, really? That's yeah. Cool. yeah That's cool That's awesome um, uh, and, and in it is a, is a uh, um, Mon Calamari character A short, scruffy little Mon Calamari guy Whose name is Quarry And he's named after Ralph McQuarry Oh, that's cute um, Now uh, He's also voiced by Corey Burton Who voices Cad Bane Um we also see that uh, the, uh, <laughs> the 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 smuggler guy, gross, disgusting smuggler guy, who Lando dealt with in the past season. By the way, Lando cameos again in this two-parter. So cool, mm-hmm. and his
2: awesome droid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It,
1: introducing Lando's Lando's awesome droid. You'll see. You'll 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 know what I mean. Um, the guy voiced by uh, I always forget his name. Did the, the, the dude who is Lopan. also uh, Poe's father from Kung Fu Panda? Yeah. Uh, James... James Hong, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he's, he's back, and in, he's in the episode with Hondo, voiced by Jim Cummings again, from Clone Wars, a character not familiar with, but we learned a lot. Uh, he's, he was a pirate. Well, the Empire is bad for pirates. Yeah. So he's been down and out. And guess what the Rebellion's good for? <laughs> pirates. So Hondo could be a major player for the Rebel Alliance, which is very cool for all the Clone Wars fans.
2: I'm going to be honest with you. That actually is very interesting to me because one of the... If the, the story group is doing really cruel, cool stuff if this shit all plays out because there were rumors, they haven't been touched on recently, but there were rumors that the Resistance and The Force Awakens were <coughs> appealing to smugglers and pirates to help them fight the First Order. Hmm. And like even something like the season of Rebels, before that movie comes out with pirates helping the Rebels... It's just another fucking like brick of here's here's a puzzle piece that we're gonna show you that might have a, something that happened in the movie. These guys, if if it all plays out, it's yeah.
1: crazy. Um, and and then finally we saw a scene with um with Rex and his crew, with me. uh, yeah, with you, with Captain Me, yeah, uh, fishing using uh, <laughs> using um Zeb as bait for these sandworms, <laughs> what? and it was a great sequence. And Kanan. Hates the clones, but as you will see in the Canaan uh, uh, issue one, he has it, his reasons. It, there, it was Order sixty six like was a betrayal in every sense. He like he was chilling with these dudes, and then they turned on him and killed his master. It was bad news, so he's not okay with that. Recently, like the big question is like, well, how how did Rex overcome Order sixty six? Well, it all ties into a plot line that was in like guess the Lost episodes that are on Netflix now, involving a character named Fives. And uh, he figured out about the chip in their heads. All these dudes, there's some freeze frames. They all have scars on their heads. They, they got the information from that guy who, who was sacrificed. He got killed, took out the chip, and these are the last surviving clones. They're free men, and they're all the same men. And uh, it's not masturbation if it's yourself. So uh, it's cool. Yeah. They live in a thing directly inspired by Howl's Moving Castle, also referred to as the Clone Winnebago. Which uh, <laughs> had a lot of influence from Jaws
5: on it, because they had that front little platform and it had the little teeth of, uh, of, of the creature on the front. Oh, and, awesome. yeah it was so and the whole fishing
4: metaphor, it yeah. was, uh, uh, not lost on me! Because <laughs> it, it, it was one of the at right right? That's what it kind of looked like, yeah. That's what it kind of looked like. I mean, definitely a prequel trilogy era thing, and, and that clip from the teaser, uh, or the trailer, with the at coming after it, yeah. that was
1: one of the best, like, visual meshings of yeah. the two. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, that was great. Um, and then one one last thing, Filoni mentioned something that he wants to do. It's not happening yet, but it could happen. He wants to do an all-pilot show, featuring Imperials. That's a combination of the right stuff and Top Gun. So volleyball, lots of volleyball.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's extreme at, beach volleyball. That, that, <laughs> he, the, he's, the
4: tie short from well, uh, that, that's been making the wrong anime. Well, yeah.
5: he said he wanted to do one with pilots. And he couldn't think of a really good one to do with Rebels, but the Imperials would make sense for that. And uh, that definitely got a large cheer from a select uh, <laughs> a section of the audience. Yeah, uh, certain military uh, Imperial, imperial supporters. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I can't
3: think
2: of anything to do with Rebel Pilots for a show. Can't think of anything. <laughs> what could it be? Yeah. Yeah.
5: Well, one, one thing he wanted, he wanted to focus on, on like, the, the, the skill of piloting, whereas if you have them with Rebellion, there's... Generally, is going to have the forces
1: sure. have involved and everything else. But obviously, like this is a long episode. Apologies for the length. That is, all, that is not even everything. That's just the highlights. Um, stay tuned for the next state of the empire. And if you want to hear more state of the empire, if you want state of the empire to be a regular thing, we want it to be a regular thing. We want state of the empire to be its own show. But we need your help. One of our future milestones on uh, on the Nerdy Show Patreon. Yeah, at at $1,000, we'll be able to produce State of the Empire as a regular show, along with Nerdy Show Book Club, Pokeballs of Steelix, a bunch of other fan-favorite content. You're, you, you don't follow us, do you? You're not, you're not aware of, of... I haven't heard of Pokeballs of Steel, I like. <laughs> no. Pokeballs of Steelix, you know. Oh, God, I didn't even hear that part. <laughs> That's even good. better. That's even better. <laughs> so, um, if, you, if you'd like to, to see that happen, we need your help. Your only hope... Join us on Patreon at nerdyshow.com slash Patreon. For more State of the Empire, you can go to nerdyshow.com slash Star Wars. That's the hub for all that. And, of course, we'll have links to all the cool stuff we mentioned this episode on this episode's page. Thank you so much for joining us. It's truly been a journey, an adventure, a saga here. A celebration. A celebration, yes, Yes, at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. Uh, We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Bye, I'm Cap. Bye, I'm Doug. Bye, I'm Matt. I'm Rex. Live long and
2: prosper? Me <laughs> the force be with you, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs>
1: for listening to Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes or like and follow us on SoundCloud. As listener supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes and images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com/nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. You can also subscribe to us via iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave a comment, like and share, and follow Nerdy Show on all of your favorite social networks. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. If it's geeky, we've got it covered.